This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here with me, I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Um, just you know, coming back this week, we are back on our normal recording schedule. Yeah. Um, I left town. Um, you did during the hurricane. Um, I almost I did, did too. Yeah. Um, it apparently hit like probably about how far would you say Naples is from us? Like a like a hundred miles. About hundred miles south. Yeah, hundred miles south. They got hit with like a category four. I believe there was parts of like category fives that was going on, like and it had it had uh, some of the wind ended up getting up to category five, but it wasn't sustained. It never sustained at five. Yeah, yeah, and it it fucked some shit up down there. Like it looked bad. Like uh, a lot yeah. of flooding going on, crazy winds, people storm surge, sharks in the street. Yeah, uh, so saw a lot of like craziness. Uh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just glad that like. I hate to say, it, I'm glad it ain't come up here. You know, it, it could have been even, even crazier. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that's weird when it comes to natural disasters, or especially like hurricanes. It's like it's going to make landfall somewhere. Um, and like for the quote unquote winners, when something's on a projected path that it alters alters or whatever else, like it. At least you have people that are, you know, know that like it is heading your way and it has been and you know, for about a week that it's heading your way and you make, you know, and you make your plans accordingly and whatever else. But then when it like alters in a way that it does, um, a lot of people, you know, especially here in Florida, when you know, this is a this is a seasonal occurrence, right? Like every late summer to early fall, these shits come by. So like you're like you look at that path and you're like okay, I'm gonna get the wind, I'm gonna get tons of shit or whatever else, or tropical storms, and it's interesting to see like um you know the weather difference when you're used to it as opposed to people otherwise. Like there are people that were like grave, they're not gravely, but like there are people that were very concerned about our well being. It is like yeah, bro, like I we we've we've done this, we've done this, we've done a lot of this. You did a lot of this in '04, did this and you know um other times throughout this um throughout our lives. Um, being down here in like that's the thing that I always think about is like when that 
thing shifts at the last second or whatever else, like other people that are were used to this, we were used to hunkering down and all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, you don't think in your mind, like, you know, at this point in 2022 that like, oh, they're going to be off by a hundred miles. Right. Like the, so, like a so hundred like miles like, on, like oh. the, a, a day before. Right. And, and, and like, and it's not easy for those people to, to get out of the place, especially right. like when they're not declaring state of emergencies or or mandatory evacuations. And then everyone tries to leave at the same time. Gas right. goes quick. And then it's like, how the fuck am I going to get out of here? And right. I, I feel really like bad for for the folks that had to deal with that, like, you know, 100 miles south. Because it's like, man, don't nobody want that shit. You want that shit to just like miss everybody. Right. But um, yeah, I went over to the other side of of the. uh state i was over in melbourne yeah so. you were what just yeah you're in melbourne for those that don't know florida like that's if you ever heard of daytona 500 like that's you know that's like a that's a, a little bit south of daytona yeah 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 so i went over there um so uh that was cool uh didn't really get much on that side i know our boy zach was trying to outrun the storm uh and it was following him so you know the funny you know or not funny like Dunfort or the wild thing was like I was I was set to leave. I was set to leave and get out of here. I left for Irma, and it was like, you know, it looked like it was going to hit us, and out, and it was going to go into our bay. And if it goes to our bay, I live maybe a mile from from water, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, um, I, I, it, there, there's one thing. There was one thing. James Boyd will not die in a flood if he can help it. <laughs> it, just, it just won't happen. It won't. Um, so anyway, um, I had, I had plans to go and it kept, you know, cause it was moving so slow that like the wind basically got it to more instead of going to us, it kept going further South as it was heading North. And, um, as it kept, you know, looked like it was going to miss and miss. And then like it was heading towards just South of us in Bradington and in Sarasota, I was like, okay, well, if it don't go into our bay, there's no reason for me to leave because I there's no st- storm surge. It'll obviously it'll suck. You know, we'll probably be out of power for two days. But we've lived through that before it, during one of these during these types of things. That sucks, but it is what it is. But like I, I the thing I'm the only thing that I'm scared of is storm surge being flooded out, and because you can't whoop flooding, <laughs> yeah, you can't hunker down on flooding. Like you just can't. So, um, so for me. Once I saw that it wasn't it wasn't going into our bay, I was like, okay, I'll, I'm staying. And um, as I was looking for places to go, like I was like, all right, other side of the state makes some sense, but it's going to end up on that side of the state. And I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna um, pack up, um, you know, some stuff to get out of here, I'm not going to some place where the power is definitely going to go out still. Um, so. Uh, for me, I was, uh, you know, uh, I talked to Zach and, and Zach had missed you went to Orlando and I was like, you know what? I think, I think that like power's gonna go out in Orlando regardless. I don't know. Um, and I started thinking like, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to go to Kirby's. I don't want to go up to Atlanta with, with Alex. I don't want to go up to my uncle's in, uh, Chattanooga. I don't want to leave the state. Like I want to, you know, leave. Um, this is before I, I, I want to leave and like, I don't want to leave the state. So like, I started thinking like, okay, based on where this is going, where can I stay in the state, not get ran out of state and not have to, you know, drive eight hours back. Um, so I thought, started thinking to myself, all right, like 
I might just go, you know, all the way over to the other side of the state and drive down 95 to Miami or South Florida, you know, Fort Lauderdale, something like that. Obviously, you know, you're going to be driving a bunch of rain, but that's that's Florida, right? That's what the summer is. It's driving through a bunch of shitty rain and the thunderstorms. So um, I was prepared to do that. And then as it, as it changed forecast, I was like, all right, I, I, I ain't going to stay, but or I don't have to leave. But I, Orlando for me was like, as it kept looking, I was like, no, Orlando, Orlando flooded out. Yep. And then, like the way as slow as the storm was going, and you're talking about all the all that rain, it was like it's going to end up being kind of flooded. And then, sure enough, unfortunately for Zach, like as it kept turning more and more in, like it was going straight to Orlando, and it was going super slow, and rain is just accumulating um, in that you know Orlando, Kissimmee, uh, Buena Vista area where where all Disney and all that shit is, and it it uh, they got they got a lot of flood stuff too, so that sucked. Um, yeah, just um, Florida's a weird state, man. Like, cause the only way out is up, for the most part, right? Like, if you don't get out of here when the hurricane is coming, you're gonna have to go north. And everybody's and a going long the way same north, way, depending on where. Yep, and that's how traffic gets packed up on 75 and 95 or the turnpike to get out of here. So, um, like, luckily for us, we have like that one excuse, like you know, like we could take 19. Yeah, like when it gets like obviously when they t- or, or the sun or the Parkway Sun Coast whatever. So whenever they like pull the te- the tolls, you just go north. You just go north on 19. There's way less traffic than 75. All that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, but yeah, just um, you know, for a lot of people, like all around the state, like we got lucky again, and that's the thing with, with, with this area. Like this place, if it ever gets hit with one, is going to be fucking terrible. But it keeps escaping because of like the position of where it is and all the kind of stuff. And we keep narrowly dodging. Like this is the second time we've narrowly dodged one in what the last six years? Five years? Yeah. Five yeah. years. So yeah. Um, but you know, and a lot of people have that false sense of we're good because you know, Tampa Bay area hasn't been hit one one directly in a hundred years. It's like, okay. What does that what okay? We, we we always have this um this phrase where we talk about the bill being due. Um, but man, I just hope it never comes. Like, (laughs) um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. So we're good. Anybody was worried about us. uh, We're good. So, um, you know, send your well wishes, uh, to the folks South of us. Yeah. So Fort um, Charlotte, Fort Myers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it's bad. Like looking at that stuff is bad. Yep. That um, easily could have been us. It was supposed to be us. <laughs> right. And yeah, that that would have been not not good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh you know, five star Grand Prix uh was this weekend. So uh, James. Oh, okay. Let's see. Um Yes, Rich. I guess it's time to hit the music. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Uh So, Rich, you watched the Soul Show, right? Yes. I finished it today. Was this the best stardom show you ever seen? No. Dream um, Queen was better? I think so. Um, I think I think the 
two top matches on Dream Queen may have been better than the two top matches here. But I think top to bottom, this thing was just outstanding. Um, I think that, like, you could... I could be taught in the six matches beginning four stars in this, <laughs> this fucking card. Mm. Like I like I I'm, I'm a little short on um Shuri and um Risa. Um but there were five matches I gave four stars to. Um I I thought this show was just excellent. And like that's not that's not to just say like those are just the, the only good match on this card. Like there was there was a Mariah and Ida match that got I gave I gave it three and a half. There was the um, yeah, that was awesome. There was the Mina in in um, Natsupoi match. I gave three and a half as well. Like this thing, <laughs> a thirteen match card, two matches um, were just throwaways uh, to 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 keep the the show time, the run time down. And this thing was just out outstanding. Like the only shows that I that only shows that are of this ilk this year that I've seen are. Uh, Forbidden Door and Revolution. That's it. Like, if you want to talk about Clash in the Castle, I want to politely tell you, go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I um, think some of the some of the matches that I enjoyed on the show were like, I liked Kaguma and Utami a lot. Right. And, 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 and that's another got, three and a half star match. With up, they got slayed on time. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, I think that besides the the main event, the the two matches I liked the most like had like goofy finishes or it was like a, they were draws or whatever. Um, and I wasn't happy with, with that, but I figured that was the way they were going to make the points work. Um, but I, I, that was but the one you're talking about double count out with Kamatani. Um, no, uh, okay, that one was even just like. Oh fuck you! Like they just look I, stupid. But. It was such a bad finish. That yeah. like that was like the worst thing on the show. Um, and it was like it was unnecessary because like Julia had the tiebreaker over Kamatani anyway, so there was no reason to do it other than to, like we can't do. We obviously can't go fifteen minutes with him. What are we gonna do to get out of it? And like for me, it was like just fucking beat Ami. Who gives a shit? Right. But whatever. Right. I, whatever. Like the Julia and Suzu. Like then like um. The Micah and Hameka match, like that yeah. shit was like those matches. I love those matches. Bro, they were they were awesome. Yes. Um. Uh, but yeah, we, we might as well go. Um. I don't know if you want to start bottom to the top or yeah. Let's let's go through it. Um. <laughs> so first match, and I'm watching this show, and like I know the tiebreaker scenarios, and I, I'm sorry, y'all. Like I couldn't do a I couldn't get a show up to do a preview for the give you the tiebreaker scenarios. So like, cause they didn't put the final fucking show up until starting the showcase was like, they had two matches from the grand prix. So like the Sunday show was when they had it. And then like the show before that was like mostly basically got everything done except for two matches. Like that didn't get done until Wednesday night. That didn't get up until Wednesday night. So like, I literally like watched dynamite was disappointed by dynamite. And I was like, I will not. I, I will not have spent two hours not liking a wrestling. Sh- not liking the wrestling I watch. I will throw on something that, that I know will entertain me. And I end up watching um, uh, the nine twenty four show right after. So I basically, you know, four hours straight or whatever else. And I'm I'm so glad I I watched that to to get that dynamite out of my. <laughs> no, had to get that Saraya out of out of my system. I had to. That was yikes. But anyway, um, so basically going through the the. The final stretch, uh, the blue block had four people that were still eligible on the final night. You had Julia uh, with 15 points, 
Um, and she had to, and you had Suzu and Kid and uh, I want to say Kam, maybe it was Kamatani. I, I think it was maybe Kamatani if Kamatani had won and Julia lost because uh, and Kid had lost as well. So, um, Marai, Mayu, they were both eliminated by the like by the part where like the second the the Suzu and Kid match or sorry the Suzu and Julia match starts, one of them is going to have more points by either one of them, even if. Uh, Marai or Mayu won. So they were both eliminated mathematically or functionally. So, um, and then on the, uh, then on the red block, because there were no, there was only one draw, like there were seven people that were still eligible to, to, still alive. And it was, it was, it was just chaos. It was, it wasn't as bad as the D block in the G1 this year, where like literally every, every single person was still eligible out seven of the Seven way tie. And yeah, there was like, it was a doom scenario of a seven way tie. But, uh, but there was, I'm just like, okay, so Tam can win if, Okay, t- t- or everybody basically had 14 points except for um except for Risa who had 13. And like uh, you're looking at it, it's like, okay, you're looking at it, like the ultimate rock, paper, scissors except is like double. So like, for example, Tam beat Hameka and Micah, but lost to Azumi and Shuri and Utami. Shuri beat uh Tam and Azumi, but lost to, or, and also Hameka, but lost to Micah and and Utami. And you see what I'm saying? Like it was a bunch of that, right? Everybody, like everybody, had all these type of situations. Like it could have been a seven way tie, or could have potentially been like a six way tie. And then Risa had 13 points, um, and she had a path in to win too, if like the right people lost. So, um, I knew all the scenarios, and I'm going into, it and I'm like, okay, so. You know, every stardom show, they give you the rundown of the car before they go. So, before the show started, I think I talked to you about some of the preview. I thought, given the storyline implications in play with the things leading, like, they they booked a match for the final night. This There was stuff playing into it before even going to uh, through the tournament of things that super interesting. So, like, obviously, um, you have... Mayu and Kid and their and, and their whole storyline ever since Kid left got um put into Oedo Tai. Julia and Suzu, um obviously the whole ice ribbon prominent stuff versus DDM all throughout the year. Um Mina and Nasapoy, given that they were the they were in the final in the final against in the in the final night last year against the other, and also now Nasapoy's in um in uh Cosmic Angels and is like the tag team champions with Tam and like Mina has subtly let people know that like she she feels a way about that, right? Like you stole my tag team partner, right? That sort of thing. So that had interest in it as well. Um and obviously Ooh. and also Ida and um Rye based off the match they had at Sumo Hall in March so like you saw like the, the interesting storylines at play uh, and then you looked at the red, or sorry, uh, the blue block. Um, I'm sorry, the red block. And obviously, you know, Saki, Tam, faction leaders of the coalition they got, that's interesting um, to an extent. Um, Risa and Shuri based off their ice ribbon, old country beef in the match they, for the red belt they had earlier in the year. Um, but outside of that, like, there was nothing really there as far as intrigue. So I was wondering, like, which was going on first? And then you look at the match placement. Um... 
the match that tells you like who's setting up who to be just immediately eliminated and sent off to the side and what's going to be the intriguing matches. So for me, as I see this all being laid out, like I see that they did Momo and Hazuki as the third match. I was like, oh, bye, bye Hazuki. <laughs> <laughs> so like Momo getting her out of here and I was like first thing I was like Momo's getting her out of here we, it's gonna be, they're gonna have a great match Momo's getting her out of here because obviously like Kid was still alive um, Kid was only alive if Hazuki lost cause Hazuki beat Momo or beat Kid so it was like okay um, also Hazuki beat Julia so it was like what do you think is about to happen? Like Julie's in the main event of this B of the of this uh, blue block. So like you know you see how this is headed. So um and then in the red block, I was looking at it. I was like, okay, so kind of thinking about last year, um, they put the Tam and Utami match on at the basically as a summer main event spot because like it's red belt champion in her last match. Um, so I, I was I, I was wondering how they're going to do this. So. Once I saw that Azumi was like, I think the second match in the block, Tam was third from last in the block. The Hameka Micah match, which Tam beat both of them, was in the next was uh was in the semi main event of the block. And then the main event of the block was Shuri and Risa and and Tam has a tiebreaker over Risa, but lost to Shuri. I was like, oh, Tam's winning. Tam's winning this block. I like I, I just sitting, I'm just watching this and I'm like okay like this this is what's happening right so it's fine so um so let's start from match one you have Ida versus Mirai and Ida and Mirai basically picked up where they left off Sumo Hall just clubbing <coughs> and selling and and just just umph and like I love their matches um the only the only problem with their matches is they don't go you want to go a little bit longer. Um, I don't know if they'll ever get to a point, or maybe except for like um on smaller pay per view type of settings or whatever else, where like they can go out there and have like a ten minute match that sort of let, thing. Let them main event a new blood show. <laughs> I mean, good point. Good point. They could do a new blood uh type of thing, but um, but they did they did the thing that they did what they did at uh, Sumo Hall. It was another super fun match. Just physical <laughs> ass wrestling. Another love letter to house wrestling. Big power wrestlers being the shot <laughs> each other until they collapse. And um, Mariah, um, after beating Ida with, uh, I think it was a you know a hoverboard lock. She ends up slapping on a a newer version of the hoverboard lock, where she basically like does hoverboard lock plus just sits on the top of Ida's head, and Ida just had to tap out. And it was another very good match. Start off, uh, I ended up giving this match three and a half. I, I was like, wow, just all right. That's what a night start. This is where we start with a night, huh? Okay. Um, Mar- Mariah ends up with fifteen points on the yes. block. Not not a bad uh, debut for. For Mariah in the Grand Prix, right? I think I think officially she because she also uh, she beat uh, Suzu. I think she officially or unofficially, um, or not unofficially. I think she ended up finishing second in the block because she beat Mayu. She lost the kid, but she finished more points than kid. Uh, I think I think she ended up fifteen. Unless um, she went to a draw with Kamatani. I think Kamatani finished with fourteen because she had two draws. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think yeah. So either way, at worst, finish tie for second. But uh, so yeah, they, as you mentioned, like they're like if y'all don't like Mariah, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so uh, next match after that, I believe it the was, Mina. Yes, Mina versus Nasupoy. Um, and this is this match that you saw is basically a template of what 
Mina did all throughout this tournament. Um, I think if I were to talk about people had with uh give grades out for people's tournaments based off expectations, I I would have to I would have to give her no worse than like an A minus. Like James, just, I am hearing people call her Mina the Hitman Heart. Yes, 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 yes. Because um, uh, because of the leg work and then also and then the leg submissions. Yes, look, like her, and, and ain't nobody looked as good in pink and black since. I'm just gonna move on. I have an answer, but I'm not gonna go with the answer because, like, <laughs> I'm just not gonna do it. Uh, but <laughs> you know, stylish wear, you know. <laughs> but she put the hurt on Nat Sapoy. I yes. appreciate uh, the Mina for that. Yes, uh, she, and she, Mina she sold her. her ass, I'm sorry, and Nat Sapoy sold her ass off for her uh, throughout the match. And like, you know, um, as she's ch- you know chopping the tree, if you will. Um, they set up to where Nasapoy gets to get seated on the top rope. Mina cut stops her and then does a a dragon screw off of the uh, off the ropes and it slaps on Mina's new sub- submission finish. Obviously not like some special thing. It's a figure for a leg lock and she'll you know she'll bridge on it. Um, not bridge on it, but she'll like she'll ramp up on it and um you know she that's how she beat Ami in the tournament. Um, which was one of the one of the, like one of the better matches of the tournament. Um, like her matches were like she was wrestling like kid or kamatani it was her going to work on the legs and this is like the new like well-rounded out even with also with the mid kicks and everything like she just has rounded out her game and improved like i think you know I, i've said to you about her mecca thing i think her and Hameka this year have been like the most improved wrestlers in stardom this year um yeah. it, bell to bell and like nasapoy sold this thing like death like she got like probably like what two feet away from the ropes and just was like she just she couldn't take it and just tapped. I thought it, I thought this was excellent selling. Like this was Jericho level level selling of a tap out. Like just excellent. Um, that, and that's a boy do, doing her traditional nature there. You know, quitting on that figure four like she quit on Julia. You know, <laughs> loved it. So after the match, uh, it, it's interesting to see. Uh, Tam was um was at ringside for the match and um. Obviously, Natsboy, you know, backpacks on or piggybacks on Tam to get because you can't walk. And then Mina says something to to Tam. Uh, I I don't know what it was. We couldn't hear. It has been translated none of that. But obviously, it was someone along the lines of you use the context clues. What, yeah, it's context clues. Did, someone along the lines of like, like you know, pull that Dolph Ziggler. It should have been me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, then so. Really good match. Uh, I get this. I whooped your little girlfriend. You know? <laughs> I whooped your little girlfriend. <laughs> and, and like the part about it, I love so much about it is like, remember, Mina don't play this shit about Tam, right? That's why I like it so much. Cause it like, could get crazy at you, any moment, right? And also, I don't know if you remember this when when Tam and um and Kyrie had that special team up that White Knights thing, and like uh. At the press conference, Tam showed up at, for that time when they announced the name. She showed up and like took a picture of, of of you know the team name White Knights and like there's a picture going on. There's a picture that I ended up saving on my phone because like the face that Mina's given, like she's staring just like don't play with me, <laughs> like, like don't you know I will cut you uh, to Tam and it's like this face is like you cheating on me with another tag team partner and then sure enough now you get this Natsport thing. It's like the drama that that's at that they can play with this over the you know next few weeks months or whatever else. I mean super interesting. Like if there is a you know Mina and Unagi versus uh, Tam Tampoy. 
uh, tag team match, like, it's gonna have all the drama in it at play. Uh, so, um, so, post-match, obviously, like, uh, they're not playing it like the full, like, Tam, Arissa, Mayu thing. They're playing it like Mina's not out of her mind and crazy and crazy jealous about it, but she does not appreciate, like, somebody, like, taking her spot next to Tam. But, uh, so after the match, or after the match on Twitter, you see, like, Mina is, like, helping Natsupoy, like, ice up backstage. So I thought that was nice. And, like, they're not, they're not, they're, like, it hasn't, like, the tension hasn't fully boiled over just yet. It, it will eventually, <laughs> but not yet. Look, and after I embarrass Natsupoy, I will shake her hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next match after this, uh, Hazuki versus Momo. And, man, Hazuki, like, she put it on Momo's ass. She put it on her. She beat the fuck out of Momo in a way that, like, I don't think I've ever seen in that, uh, whenever they've had matches. Like, it's normally just back and forth, back and forth, and someone happens to win. Uh, or, like, the Sumo Hall match they had, uh, in, in March, the second Sumo Hall match, or su- second Sumo Hall show they had in March, like, Momo just cheated at the end by bashing her head in with a chair. But, um, <laughs> Hazuki put it on Momo's ass, and I, I, what was it like? Mishinoku driver, Mishinoku driver, brain buster, and then like you know, one, two, Nasco with the ref pull. Hadn't seen a ref pull in, in uh, from in this whole tournament, I don't think. So it was a good usage there. And then like Momo th- then proceeds to cheat and ultimately ends up getting the win. Um, and I, even with even with that, like I thought like this was an overused tropey thing, like. Like it can be done when you pull the ref, whatever else it has been saved for a while. Right. So it worked for me in a positive way. Um, and obviously Momo was going looking at the matches, match that I was saying earlier. Like I just noted, like Hazuki was just going to get locked, going to catch this L. So um, Momo beats Hazuki, and um, that gets Momo. That got Momo to twelve points. She went six and six, but she beat she beat Mayu, she beat Kid, she beat uh, Julia. Like she beat like basically everybody that was in the contention for her. Like she basically played the spoiler role. Like she, uh, like she was the obviously the much better version of what they did with uh, Saki in the other block. Like except with like real match as opposed to like someone they asked for it and then oh got you with my move. Pin you and pin you on the sneak. No, I don't. No, I don't want a title shot. You'll fucking crush me. No, thank you. So, um, so yeah. Hold on before we get off of Momo. Um, so oh no. I'm checking. So she had 12 points to finish. Six and six. Similar to Saki Kashima. James. She's in a more Saki loaded Kashima block. Also, also She's 12. in a far more loaded block. I don't care. What? <laughs> I said these two women, one of them has made peace with their lot in life. I bet you Saki Kashima is a lot happier about her 12 points than Momo is about her 12. I mean, wouldn't you be if you were one of the best wrestlers in the world? <laughs> like, sorry, I don't, sorry, Bill Cage. Look, I th- I thought you were going to be like, and this, this continues with our ongoing hey, theory. Little head, right? Big head equals push. She was a little on that on that poster. One gonna happen. One in the cars for her. One in the poster either. So, um, so next match, uh, Kamatani versus Ami. It goes short. I, 
did he even go five minutes? I don't know. Uh, it went eight twenty one. I yikes. thought this. I thought this finish was just stupid. Um, and I was like, damn. And as I it happened, they you could tell it was happening. What was going on? Too. Right. It, it, it wasn't I was even like, like oh my god. She's like, oh, they're just they're. It's like, why is she carrying her around? What the fuck is this? And right. I'm like, no. And right. then like like probably like three seconds before it happens, you figure it out. Like, oh, this is what. Oh, they did. as they kept going further and further away from her, I was like, oh, double count out. And that and like last year's tournament, right? Kamatani had that double count out with Takumi. Where it was mm-hmm. just, they do these finishes with her. She's not good at double count out finishes. Not saying that she can't learn. Not saying that, that there's no such that there is a such thing as a uh, or that there's no such thing as a good double count out finish because there are. She's not good at them. At least not yet. She's got to figure out how to make these good because she hasn't figured it out yet. Uh, like her. Them on the ramp way up there. She's running back. Ami stops her for some fucking strange reason. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. It was lame. It is, but good thing is this was the worst thing on the show. And this is in like the first hour of the show. So you can just move on past that. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't even oh, What did I give that match? Two and a half stars. Yeah. Fuck off. If that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah if that. Uh, so. Then the the watch well, the taste out of, of that out your mouth. You get Mayu versus Kid, and uh, this was this is the best match I've seen them have against each other. And like, this is their third straight Grand Prix against each other, or being in the same block. Like, I've given, I, th- I don't know, I think I gave last year's match in the, in the final um, night. I think I gave that three and three quarters. It was so fast. It was so quick. But, like, their match that they had in Corken Hall in 2020, I gave that four stars. Like, like, but anyway, like, it shows this is the evolution from, like, kids since being an Oil tie to, um, to now. And, like, Mayu had to dig deeper in this match and pull out more stuff. And, like, kid, like, survived longer and survived heavier stuff for longer yeah. compared to last year. And, like... I look, I, I know that like we kind of have like these cores of blocks with like in one block you had Tam, Utami, and Shuri that carried on from last year, and then Inazumi and Micah, and then this year, like you have the Julie the same Julia kid, Mayu, uh Natspoy, like core, if you will. I don't I, it, you're gonna have to switch some of that up. I don't care what they do next year. Mayu and Kid have to continue being in the same blocks with each other unless they're both going to be in a final one time and Kid beats her. But, like, they have to be in the same block and rush each other and then eventually, like, Kid's going to have to beat her on a final night of one of these uh, or whatever else. Like, that's the progression of this. I don't know if that's next year. I don't know if that's two years from now. But, like, they need to continue being in the same block and have one big match with each other like this every single year in the Grand Prix. I love their matches. I love how this has continued to go. And, like, this match is excellent. And, like, Mayu fucking took her head off. Kid, kid was game for all of it. She, I mean, there were points where like she was going to win, but mostly it came down to like towards the end. It was last gas, kind of get a uh, try to get a you know a a get her on the mat and couldn't survive. And she was done from there. And then like Mayu hit the uh, hit a hit like a flash drag dragon suplex and and kid it was gross and kid kicked and then she went to the top rope and hit her moonsault that she she's won titles with, won the red belt with, and. Mayu, and t- I'm sorry, it, uh, not Mayu, but uh, Kid kicked, and then she had to get her up and hit her with the two-stage uh, Dragon Suplex to beat her. Like, she keeps getting closer and closer and closer, um, and 
when it's gonna happen over these next two years or so. Uh, but like it'll be it'll be the big win that'll be like this unlocks everything for 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 kid. It feels like as a heel, like th- this is great. This is great. Yeah, I ended up getting I, this four um, and a quarter. I was four and a quarter as well on this. I think. I could have taken the win here with Starlight Kid. Then I thought, I was like, well, if Tam hasn't even beaten Mayu yet, Starlight Kid's definitely not beating her yet. So, <laughs> so I, that's that's what went through my head after. I was like, oh, well, of course not. Like, uh, uh, So for me, I thought Kid could have won too because like Julia beat Kid in <clears throat> the same amount of points. So mm-hmm. like... Well, actually, I thought that I thought that Julia was just going to flat out beat Suzu. To be honest with you, so like I thought they were like, okay, Suzu got beat, so just have Kid and Julia win. They both end up on the same points. Julia has a tiebreaker. Julia still goes through, but this ended up working out better narratively for like the next you know six months or of stardom. So whatever, uh, they're better booking than I am, right? But uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was a great match, and like you see. Kid, like, Kid hasn't been this dejected since she lost a white belt match uh, against Kamatani, where she's just like, I can't believe I'm, I can't fucking get over the this fucking hurdle. Like, I, like, you know, I've done everything, but like, I still, I still don't know. And like, I don't know, but like, even as a heel, like, I still feel that like, I, I want her to succeed so bad. I, even was, even while she's a fucking terrorist, it's, it's amazing how, how good she is. Um, James Boy, pro terrorism. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. Like she's just a fucking menace, but like she's so small. She's just a, like, but it's like all the shit she does, all these mind games. Like when it comes down to bell rings, like she's just a little twerp. Like she's five foot nothing, four eleven, and like she's out here surviving, wrestling people that are way bigger than her all the time. Like, yeah, like she um, she's gonna be running this place. I don't, you know. I, obviously, I think that Azumi's a better uh, wrestler from bell to bell, but like as far as like the shit when it comes to like being over having a character, having storylines and rivalries with people, she's, she's outside of, out, I mean, she's already top of stardom doing that. Like, outside of Tam and Julia, on a consistent level, like, who does this better than her? Maybe, may, uh, I, w- I would have argued Shuri during her run last year. Um, but at this point, like, she has, she has all this stuff in place and, and like, she's just really good at all this stuff and she's only gonna get better in the ring obviously um yeah she's 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 gonna be running this place like if i had to do mvp right now for 2021 stardom like she'd be in the top four it'd be it'd be her shuri kamatani um well top five I've, i have to throw julie and tam in at this point but she'd be in the top five and she's 21 21 so anyway uh then you get the final match like obviously kid got sent off uh, Hazuki got sent off, so it comes down to whoever wins this match between, um, or Suzu is one point behind Julia. She can she can beat Julia. She gets she advances. Julia gets wins with or wins the block with a win or a tie, and they go down to the ring. And I was not expecting this. And at first, when it happened, I was I I did not like this. Um, people like this a lot more than me. So like. It, it works. It works for it. It works narratively. I just didn't like the narrative. Uh, so, but whatever, because the match is awesome. But they, they, they did that tribute to uh, Sai Kamatani before the match. <laughs> yeah. So 
they get they both get down to the ring. Uh, obviously they get you know get patted down, all that kind of stuff, and then they both are crying. And I'm just like, I liked it. No, no, it worked. No, no, narratively it makes sense and works. It just for me it was like I want to see these two beat the living shit out of each other. And and if they want to cry after that, that's fine. Whatever. I but mean, like when they're, I mean, when they're she, doing she, before she the match, I'm just like, her. huh? She did originally roll up on her like with that with that crying face and like that sadness, like uh, Susie when she first yeah. appeared. Right. So that's like, true. That's true. But then so what like, happened? They wrestle each other. And they wrestle each other in Sumo Hall, and and Julia hold her the whole entire <laughs> uh, trios or quattros match that was, and I was like, okay. So this isn't really a match that's that important because Julie just beat her ass like she's like she's not on the level. And then we get this match and it's like this is the match they've been waiting for. And now they're like regretful and they have these mixed emotions and they're crying because they have these mixed emotions. And I was like, what mixed emotions? Y'all have hated each other for months. Just beat the shit out of each other. But but either way, it does work. It's just a matter of opinion. My opinion is I. Didn't work for me. Just give me the match, and they gave me. Ultimately, they went in there once the bell rang, and they went to beat the crap out of each other. And it was awesome. Sensational <laughs> match. Um, like, th- like Suzuki was kicking out of shit. It was like, all right, man, what, what, what do we need to pull the gun like out on this? Like, um, and I was like shocked by the time, like, because I was just into the match, and then mm-hmm. the bell rings for the draw, and I'm just like, oh, you didn't. You, oh, okay, you I'm didn't realize like, the time limit. <laughs> fuck you like i, I was just pissed I was but this works out for the best because they have the draw suzu suzu she, she suzu can like challenger. can challenge her eventually and it's gonna and it's gonna be a better match it's gonna go longer they're gonna do even crazier shit than what this was in, fi- in a 15 minute sprint a 15 minute sprint um yeah, yeah this match is great um like i give this that four and a third thing like if you gave this four and a half i will not I would not, you know, I wouldn't say nothing. I end up, stop, I end up stopping at four and a four and a quarter because, but like, really, if I give this a four and a third rating, that's what I do. Like, this was this is one of the like best matches of the tournament. Yeah, I probably would go four and a half on this. It was um like like if you, like I can see yeah, why you like, like matches. If you, if you like the emotion part of this, this definitely gets you the four and a half. Absolutely. Yeah. Like and you just see that that hate that they have for each other and just those big moves that they did, it, right? It all just played together really well, right? And um, I think it's I, look, um, I didn't like it in the moment of watching the match, but like it absolutely works as far as narrative. Like Suzu has like wanted this moment for have count the days i don't know i don't know what whatever that was it was in the fall of 2019 when julia left right left left i was ribbon for stardom right and like julia or sorry uh suzu shows up and they've had their beef or whatever else and like julia like when the moment comes and it's time to throw down she's like regretful of all of a lot of her decisions and what she's done to suzu it absolutely works narratively at the time, I just didn't like the choice of them doing that before the match for just for me. But that's just a me thing. Everybody else loves this, and like I'm not even saying it's wrong. I just think it, I just didn't like the choice, right? Like so, but it, but the choice absolutely is something they could go they, they they that was absolutely on the table and they took it and people love this. So like whatever the match is awesome. I want to see them have another match and, and they're going to have an awesome match whenever they do it again. So yeah, uh, yeah, thumbs up for me. Uh, whatever else. So, 
after this match, uh, after the match, Julie, they're both basically collapsed upon on each other. Um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're basically training slaps as time expire, uh, expired. And, like, after the match, like, Julia, like, tries to, like, stick, I think she tried to give her a fist bump or stick a hand out to, to Suzu, and Suzu's just like, she gives a face like, I want to fucking forgive you and love you again so much, but I just can't do it right now. I'm still so fucking hurt. And I was like, Suzu. oh, this is so good. This is so good. Oh, the Suzu, drama. Suzuki. They, they need to make a movie about Suzuki's life. Just a life of misery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, the, the Suzu she, Suzuki story. When she is stardom, she does not, She uh, except for when she's beating people's ass, she does not smile. So I see why you feel like she's just like a fucking malcontent. <laughs> So, so yeah, like I, I can see why you feel that way. Yeah, there's a but, picture that I saved of her uh-huh. that uh, is like I'm gonna use for some type of meme at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna blow it up right here for the camera. Like, yeah, when she had to share, yes, when she had oh to share the, the best match trophy with Kamatani. Just furious, <laughs> just just hates life. Oh man, but yeah, man, that Love was it. um. Yeah, but this is, that was great, and like, I you know everybody wants it. Like they go ahead and just like after this after this this next match when y'all ever have it, many months it is from now. Like, just go ahead and just 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 get back together. Just go ahead and make up. That's what people want to see. Like so they so like they did a great job with all of this. They did a great job with all of this of over the time from when they came in at the anniversary show this year to the match they had at, at um Sumo Hall. Um, to this moment, like, just, just great, great job of storytelling to get to the point of like, you want to see people after you want to see them beat each other's ass and they've already done that. They're going to do it again. And you want to see after they beat each ass, you want to see them hug each other and say they love each other and all that kind of stuff. So that was great. Um, so, so then Julia advances and wins the block after the draw, uh, on 16 points. So then uh you start the uh the red block, the red stars block, uh Kogo and Unagi. Um Kogo and Unagi they pretty much have like the standard level of match that uh Kogo can have at this point. Um and then Unagi who like completely got destroyed throughout this entire block. And I don't know if it was a byproduct of um her her numbers her points and wins and losses going into flux after like once um they they had to put in Kogo. Like it seemed like a lot of the wins that Tekla probably would have won like it went to, they, some of them went got like outsourced to my Sakurai for some unknown reason instead of to Unagi I don't know but uh at the end um Unagi ends up uh beating Kogo with her I forgot what she calls it but it's basically a double underhook made in Japan uh and they're giving this uh two and three quarters. Uh, a lot of rumors about the eel possibly finishing up with with stardom. I uh quite possibly, yeah. Woke woke up to those. I was uh I was sad. So uh if the eel goes, I go, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where are you gonna watch Diana at? Fish, who knows? How you, gonna, how you gonna watch just tap out? Man, um I, I'm sure there there is some way to watch. Oh, those, there are but, ways. Um, do you know how to do them right now? <laughs> man, I would ha- I would have to under undertake some research on, on that how to how to continue. But uh, apparently, Unagi is going to uh, continue to assessing uh, yeah. the rest of the wrestling world. Yeah. Um. Uh, there, but... there, there's rumors. Like there are rumors that 
it's a part. Okay, it could be a storyline because she lost so many points because she only won two matches that that she went you know two and ten that like she is she's basically going to take and put herself on another trial series right except it's other promotions and keep in mind like she's already wrestled in Diana like earlier this year her and um and Mina had a tag match against um uh, uh Haruka Umasaki and I want to say it's Miyuki Takase who were the tag champs in Diana earlier this year um also I think they also wrestled in um uh, Marvelous at some point um in the last year or so like so Mina and Unagi have done like these outsourcing matches outside of stardom over last year so like the she could and she's not in tag league with with uh with mina she's gonna yeah, uh, she's not mina, in, is she's mina not booked in all yeah she's not on this t- particular tour but she's she's wrestling elsewhere so like who knows like there's speculation that you know she signed a two-year deal and obviously her deal will be coming up in like um i believe her debut match was november 14th because that was court hall that's only i remember it um in 2020 so um and also, that's when they, they immediately did the little Cosmic Angels, and then Mayu's like, what? A subunit? Not on my watch. But, uh, yeah, like, this could be the end of her, or this could be a part where, like, you know, this is a little storyline thing to do. There's also some talk of, like, uh, she might have said something on Twitter that pissed off Micah, and might have been some, like, out of kayfabe shit. So, who mm. knows? Who knows? We'll we'll find out over time, um, like, where she, where she, where she lands, I, or where she, uh, her status I definitely enjoy watching the eel uh, over the years. Thought she fought from like she was a great baby face, very likable. Came out with the sword. You want to eulogize her now? Super entertaining. Um, I'll just put it out there. Like okay. she's definitely. Uh, if this is the end for her, like she's definitely a better wrestler than when she came in. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So who knows? Maybe she'll go back to uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro as a main eventer now. She would definitely be in that top eight. Top. She would yeah. definitely be in the top eight if she came back. Like if she came back, she could be international uh princess champion. Yeah. Um, I don't think she I don't I still don't think she's as good as like someone like uh Miyu Watanabe, but like she's in that range. Um yeah. at this point. Of or, or she could be pushed in that range. Uh the Cody method, that's great. <sighs> Speaking of that, uh, there, there were rumors that um, <laughs> Vince McMahon had no no plan to, to to put the belt on Cody, which is fucking hilarious. Um, well, well, wasn't it like basically mentioned like once Cody or once like Roman became the double champion? It's like, well, yeah, like once that happened, like if had, had the belt still been on like who was the champion, Bobby Lashley before? When the Bobby I mean, Lashley it went from Bobby, didn't it go from like wait? Didn't it go? You return one day before they combined them shits. So like, no, no, no. Well, hold on, hold on. What I mean is like, okay, so but they knew they had him for you know like a month before or even more before he even showed up. So it's like, okay, so Lashley, Big E, Cash in. Then Lashley went it off Big E back before Brock got no, it. No, no, he won it back from Brock with Roman interfering. That's what that belt looked like, slime. Okay, so like when Raw, when the, it was the Raw belt before Roman got to it or whatever, Brock got to it. Like it was looking like, like Cody would have got that fucking belt at that point. But then once they start doing like, oh, we're gonna put on both of them, it's like, oh, uh, I can see that kind of going out the window. I honestly could. Um, 
Because they were people were talking about, yeah, you know, fast track at the SummerSlam. I was like, you ain't not, they're not finna beat no Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, bitch. You kidding me? Uh, so anyway, but, uh, back back yeah, to lecture we'll, hand. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I have extensive thoughts on what will not be happening. <laughs> <laughs> so next match, Azumi versus Saki. Azumi is you know, Man. Azumi has wins over Utami. And keep in mind, Utami is in one of the next Z- matches. Zumi she has, blew a three one lead. You stupid. She has wins over Tam. Tam's in a later match. Uh. And it was like, okay. Um, and also she has a win. She had a win over Hameka, who was in the semi-main event of this particular block. So it was like, okay. Same thing when I'm thinking about with, with Hazuki in the, in the blue block earlier. It's like, bye, Hazuki. Bye, Azumi. And, and also it was like, damn. Today's her birthday. They finna give her that L on her birthday. And I remember weeks ago, I was calling it's like, they finna close the door on her with Saki. Saki's been, has been every person that's still a contender for this block that's left. So, like, clearly, they had to complete the set, you know, had to get the final uh, Infinity Stone for the gauntlet uh, yep. for, for Sakishima <clears throat> with this fucking crucifix pin. But before we get to that, Azumi comes out and she has new gear, and I don't know how the fuck that this woman keeps doing hard. it. Yes, this woman has had three or two of the best gears I've seen all year in, on ensembles if, or whatever else this year. She debuts it here on her birthday, her 20th birthday. Can legally drink in Japan now. L, forty seconds. L, and it was in. The, they, she still made it interesting because, like, the match starts. Azumi hits the hits Saki's flash pin on her. Saki escapes. Saki then hits Azumi sushi on Azumi. Azumi kicks it two point nine nine nine, and then they get back up. I think there's like a head kick or something like that. I'm not sure, but like Saki quickly counters, hit, gets her flash, uh, her flash, um, crucifix pin, and gets the win over Azumi. And it, I think with like 44 seconds, I was like, "Bro, I laughed out loud!" Like, yeah, yeah. you knew bro, it was coming, like, and it happened anyway. These like Kashima like short squash will never like fail to pop me. Like, bro, like that, that shit was my such a whipping bro. geek. Bro, that shit with Mayu might be on my top ten starter matches this year, bitch. <laughs> do you ever see? Do you ever see the 2019 match with her and uh, Hannah in, no. in the Grand Prix? So Hannah won. Remember, Hannah won the Grand Prix that year, right? Yeah. Before the match, Hannah calls her like a a a, a green sprout string bean. I'm gonna beat her ass. Blah 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 blah. blah. Match starts. Saki beat her in like seven seconds. <laughs> Saki so beat her like seven seconds, and Hannah, ha- and Hannah has his face like, and she's like, "Well, I, 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 I guess, I guess, I guess all that cash shit I was talking is not gonna come to fruition because I lost." And she even took her ass to the back. And like ever, so like literally, like for me, that was the start of this, and like it just has progressed and gotten not worse, better, depending on how you feel about this. Every single year, we're like Saki. And all she got to do is hold on, play possum, and you can tell every time in the match when it's happening because, like, he's hit with a big move, she kicks, or uh, she kicks, and then someone goes to get her up by her hair, and they do the, the she does the, the dead weight thing where, they're like, she's dead, and they go to get her up, and she they do it twice, and I'm like, here it comes, and every mm-hmm. time it's like, you could get beat right here, this is the end of the match, it's just always a thing, it's just, uh, but anyway, 
Uh, Saki ends up with 12 points, 6 of 6, beat all the top contenders. She wants, look, she beat the red belt champion. She said that she does not want to, she does not want to challenge for the red belt. Uh, she beat, um, one half of the tag team champions. I don't think she's going to tag match, uh, with Tam and, and uh, Nasapoy. Um, she beat Azumi, the high speed champion. I don't think she wants a high speed belt match, even though <laughs> I think that, like, she would actually have a good high speed match challenge or whatever else. She never wants matches, or she just, like, Nah, I, this, this is what yeah, I'm this here. is what I do. I'm you just know. here to I'm just here to fuck up everybody's day. <laughs> I, I love my lot in life. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Zumi's off the table. Uh, then you get Kaguma versus Tommy. Tommy, uh, she has 14 points. She beat three of the four people that are still of eligible at this point. She beat uh, she beat Hameka. She beat no wait wait wait, I think. No, Utami have lost to Hameka and Micah. I'm not sure. But she beat, definitely, she beat Utami and she beat Tam. So, like, in the right paper scissors thing is we were, like, another person on the table. And she's in there with Kaguma. And when I remember when I saw the draw for the final night and I saw that it was her and Kaguma, I was like, why are they doing this? Like, this, like, I don't understand why they would do this except for, like, unless she gets upset. But the second that I saw it, like, they're doing Kaguma and Utami like, below the Tam and Saki match, I was like, oh, Kaguma finna get her. <laughs> Kaguma finna get her. And they have the match. Uh, match starts with uh, Utami, and, like, she has figured out, like, a new... Uh, how do I say this? I think Troll Utami is, like, my favorite character of the Utami. Like, look, obviously the greatest Utami is Red Belt, you know, World God Champion Utami, where she's having four and a half, four and a quarter matches at the worst every single month. But right. her doing the Utami Nakano thing when doing the and all that shit is fucking hilarious. And when she did the fucking bear pose to, to Bro, to, I to, fucking howled. It's fucking oh hilarious. My God. When she when she is out here trolling and mocking like the other wrestlers with their mannerism, it's the funniest fucking shit because I think it's because people think she like she's a stick in the mud, maybe. Yeah, but like she's it, stoic as hell. And... Yeah, yeah. So like when she does it, it's just it's, it just pops me every single time. And like then she just proceeds to beat Kaguma's ass up and down. Bro, and, this shit was excellent. Yes, like, yes, fast and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it just, head drops, big suplexes. Yeah, like bro, and then Kaguma wins. Yes, I'm and then, like yes. what? Yeah, at the moment of truth, Tommy gets her up. It has her ass beat and is going for the uh the the uh the uh black tiger uh bomb and Kaguma escapes and escapes in one f- one full motion escapes and hits a cold red um and it it just devastates Utami and just pins her one, two, three, and Utami sold it as if she got hit by a truck. Like if you if you go back and you watch this match or whatever else, watch how Utami sells this fucking move. Like she sold it as if she got hit with some shit she never like as if she got blindsided completely. She was not expecting it. It reminds me of when um Azumi beat her earlier with the uh with the Canadian destroyer and then Azumi Sushi. It was like, I wasn't expecting this. I'm pleading like just got flipped over and dumped on my head, and I'm just done. And I, I excellent seller, obviously with the time being like this is just another example of it. like she sold it like she got fucking destroyed. Uh so the bear wins and, uh, and Utami's off I, the off the off the table. I see y'all boys on Twitter talking about the bear too. Oh, uh, you showed me that shit. Yeah, I Whatever, man. Uh, that that's y'all. Oh. Y'all, meaning you all, meaning not me. That's y'all. Uh shout out to the bear. <laughs> 
So then next match, Tam versus Saki. Um, Tam has to win at this point, and she has to hope that uh, Risa um, can beat or draw with... Um, no, wait. Yeah, yeah. She has to hope that like Risa can either draw or beat Shuri because Shuri uh, does not has a tiebreaker over Tam. So, uh, pretty much simple Tam match that you've seen before, or not not before, but like you've seen with like other big wrestlers, like overpowered, fights back, hits a bunch of bicycle knees, hit her with like four or five uh bicycle knees, and then got her up. I think she beat her with the yeah, hit her with, got her up with the violent screwdriver. Couldn't get her up at first. Went for it a second time. Um, and dropped her on her head and ended up getting the win. I ended up giving it three and a half. Um, yeah, it was, it, this went way shorter than I thought it was going to go. I was like, oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let, yeah. let's move along. Yeah. So <laughs> when Tam wins, that triggers because she beat, um, she has tiebreaker over, uh, Micah and Hameka, <clears throat> and they're all on 14. She wins, she gets 16. They're both eliminated. So it's just Micah and Hameka, um, Former tag team champions, my him they just go out there and like, well, we're Look eliminated. Let's just go out here and just club the fuck out of each other. This match was awesome. Bro, they just went Micah out there and, and Larry Hameka, just, bro. bro, Micah and Hameka forever remain the, the answer to what if Kane and the Undertaker were good. <laughs> good fucking God, I love this match. Like, you know, look. You know, I call them the Bash Sisters. JML calls them the Regulators. Earlier this year, he had put up a uh, a video of them beating the fuck out of people while while Warren G and Nate Doll regu- uh, regulate was uh, was was playing. And I gotta say, there was a lot of regulation going on in that ring. All, the, all <laughs> look if if you enjoyed somehow, if you watched the Marai and Eda stuff and enjoy that as much as I do. And did you watch this? You are in hog heaven. And I gotta say, I felt like a goddamn pork shop. Because this shit was <laughs> awesome, bro. They went out there, and all they did was club each other. They Literally, did. look, remember when I made the the uh, the, the IWGP, or, or sorry, the Never Openweight Women's Championship? They said they should do that and have that division. This was the envisionment of it at its finest. The BMW? Yes, the BMW. Yes, yes, yes. Big muscular women. And I remember I made that did that rant and all that kind of stuff. And at the end, I said, "I want I, this is what I want. I want big muscular women clubbing each other until they collapse." They literally did that. They they beat each other, each other with flarious, and then at the end, they they both rocked each other in the jaw, and they both doubled down. And it was a kind of it was a it was a double knockout. I love this match. This is the this is one of the rare occasions where there will be a, as y'all call it a double move spot. And I actually fucking enjoyed it. No, and that's it not what we call it. You call it what y'all call it. I don't call it that. No. I don't refer to myself. He know the name. You're an asshole. Yes, he know the name shit. of it. Yes. Uh, the people in that work at that work uh, that, that contribute to Social Suplex, they call this spot because it irks me so much. The James Boyd spot. Indeed. You, you, you see people two people give each other high kicks and go down, cl- hit each other with the same right hand and both drop. Uh, that happens occasionally in, in real fighting, but it's very seldom and in between. So when people do this, this often in fake fighting, it's like, come the fuck on, man. They did, they ride each other in the jaw and collapse, and it was, and it was double knockout. And I was like, fine, fine. Yeah, At the man. end, they get up. 
and they walk and they and they basically half hug each other. And they walk back up the ramp, happy as can be, because they just beat the shit out of each other and they're best friends. I was like, look, man, I, I understand there's only been one uh two-time tag team champion ever in stardom. They need to be tag team champions again. I need this fucking eight-month run that they that they got hold out of last time. I was mad. I was upset when they didn't get that long run last uh, last time last year. I want it. I need them out here beating everybody's ass. Man, I I am becoming such a big Hameka fan over the the last couple matches I've seen of hers. It's just like this is how a tall woman's wrestler should wrestle. Yes. Yes, and, and and for me, when I watch, like, Joshi at this point, like, I want wrestlers to wrestle to their height and size. And that's the thing about, like, Joshi that I enjoy is, like, it's cool if there is a, if there was somebody that could do the kind of shit that Jai Jack does, right? Or Keith mm-hmm. Lee does, or whatever. Or Warlow. Any any big man that does any flying you know, flip flying and flopping around or whatever else. That's that's cool. That's that, I'm not I'm not taking away for nothing. But there is something to be said about somebody that just that's just big and strong and tough and mean as fuck, and that's how exactly how they wrestle. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. And these two did exactly that. And like I, I was I was just 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 just, just in, enjoying the hell out of this match. I love this match. I ended up giving this match four. I saw some people give this four and a quarter. I'm not I, mad at them. I will go four and a quarter on this. <laughs> I love this. Um can't can't recommend it enough. Like I like finishes a little whatever, but bro, before all that. The, the, the thing Sign that works. Up. The thing that works about it is eventually they're gonna have another match at some point next tournament next year whatever else and people remember this match because it happened on the final and there was nothing at stake. The only thing that was at stake was pride. Yeah, and they beat a shot of each other. It was awesome. Imagine if something was on the line. <laughs> um. So then you end up getting uh, Risa and um and Shuri. Tam beat Risa, so she's eliminated. And Shuri has a tiebreaker over Tam, so Shuri has to win to get the tiebreaker to get over because they're both on fourteen points. Um, and but obviously Risa had the had the history from Ice Ribbon, if, even in this year where uh, they had the, that sprint match uh, in the main event for the, in the no DQ match that they had. Uh, and after that match, Shuri said, "Like we ain't, you, you ain't got to use all this shit. Next time you you, you wrestle, you need to come correct and have a, a pure rules match. Not not a pure, pure rules match, like Ring of Honor, but let us have a pure regular rules match." And they went out there and they had the match, and they're just good together. They're just good together. And like I'm, and you know, like Risa, she obviously wrestles to the to the level of the competition or the money she thinks is in the person. Or whatever else, because like you can see it, like when she's wrestling in this block, if she wrestled Tommy, she wrestled Tam, she wrestled Shuri. You get top effort when she wrestles like Micah or Mecha or Zumi. She gets good effort when she's wrestling like Kaguma or Saki or whatever else. You just get meme faces and like goof around stuff or whatever else. But uh, except for when she murdered Unagi, but that <laughs> that was it. But uh, she brought it. And uh, they had a really good match. Like, obviously, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a whole bunch of air raid crashes and big double knee drops from and double knees from Risa. You're going to get kicks and, and just arm bars and all that kind of stuff from, from Shuri. Uh, and at the end, I think by the second or third arm bar, uh, 
Shiri goes to try to, you know, lock in the double arm bar for, like, I think she calls it a Suzaku or whatever else. And, like, Risa basically muscles her up from her knee and then, like, drops her with, like, a mini short, like, air raid crash and then, like, traps her in a, traps her in an air raid crash pin and gets the win. I end up giving this, um, I thought about giving this four. I'm going three and three and three quarters, but you, I could be taught into four. Yeah, I thought this was going to be better. Uh, I, I just couldn't get into it. Um, I, I didn't know what the uh, like. I uh, like sure. Yeah, I, I just wasn't feeling it uh, to a high level. Yeah. Um. So because of Risa getting the win and probably another rematch against um Shuri, you end up getting uh Tam goes through. So um, much like last year, they did the interviews with the wrestlers uh, backstage. Uh, they went to Julia first. Uh, I don't know what Julia said. Went to Tam next. Same thing. Don't know what they said. And then, keep in mind, they're in this new arena um, um, that was built for the for the 2020 Olympics. Um, this, uh, this was the first wrestling show to, uh, to ever be held in this building. And, like, the shots of this building and, like, with the Jumbotron stuff they have now, these Titantrons they have, it looked fantastic. This whole show looked like... This looked like they're fucking like High WrestleMania. Production. This is like yeah. the WrestleMania. Highest um, production I've ever seen in stardom. Um yeah. loved it. This was like this reminded me of like when I first started watching New Japan, I would see like the Russell fucking Kingdom. gigantic yeah, yeah. Like gig- like gigantic screens and super in the back, long ramp. All the fucking fireworks and everything like that. It was like the money has been put to work. Yeah. So the reason why I bring this up. Is because like the first now this year started they started having like these twenty foot Titantron deals or whatever else or whatever else and then over time you see that like by the time you get to begin the first two shows the first weekend of the Grand Prix like they have four big deals four big four of them that are big and they you know they put two of them together to make like a gigantic thing and then like you know with some of these pictures they take and start them these shit they look larger than life larger than life. So they brought out the, uh, roughly the same um, setup from the opening weekend of the Grand Prix, except like the stage is bigger and it looks like there's an even bigger like put together screen. It looks gigantic. This is like some shit that would have been in like a not maybe not a WrestleMania, but definitely like a Wrestle Kingdom or like a Noah uh, Budokan Hall, right? So Julia's music hits, and and all of a sudden. The big ass twenty by forty Titantron opens Shit. parts in the middle, and she's on like a hydraulic thing, that suspension thing, that weighs like fifteen feet in the air. She comes down like, and I, I literally sat in my seat and I was like, "What, bro?" It, bro I was I saw not this prepared shit. for this shit here. I was like, "Bro, it's like she's God Almighty coming down to fight right here." Yes. What so, is this? So I was like, holy shit. I, I So she does her interest and it's awesome. And she walks down. And then um then Tam music hits. She does the same entrance, like just shit parts, comes down, and uh like I think the difference is like uh I think for Tams they gave her like a spotlight deal, whatever else in the background you can see. But she comes down, both of them just just and I'm just like <sighs> Before this, all year, like we mentioned uh, last week, we were talking about somebody. I mentioned like Julie and Tam are, have, are just racing to the top. 
They're chasing a race to the top. Whoever whoever is winning this G1, or not G1, well, it's a G1 now at this point, but whoever wins the Grand Prix is going to Sumo Hall. It is like taking the belt off Shuri, and they're going to be like the top champion and main event all the shit for the next nine nine months to a year or whatever else. And it, that is what it is. And then the next, and then the one that lost this shit was like probably going to be the next champion after that. Um, and to see like, I don't know if it's so much as just me being right as fuck, but like, <laughs> but the point was like, for me, it's like they, in a way, like this reminded me of like 98 rock and, and triple H where it's like they're, they first start each other. They have this great feud in, or in start beginning of a robbery and they're both like wrestling for the secondary title. And then, like, they're both rising in stock, and they're both, at least from the Rock perspective, obviously, the Triple H caught up in a different way later. But, like, they both then become, like, they both get to the top of the company, like, for the for the main belt in, like, the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, from 2020 to now, like, you look at the, the main narratives of this company, and you look at, like, who are the top stars and how they're presented. And you look at like the posters and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, Mayu is Mayu's Tanahashi. She's the old, you know, ambassador ace type figure, but this is her second year in a row where she's been eliminated before the final night. Right. Utami, you saw, I, I forgot to mention this after Utami lost to Kaguma out comes Nasco Torres and, and oh, she yeah. comes back and it's going to be Nasco Tora versus, uh, Utami. And, uh, Whatever. Apparently, Nasco Tour did not hit the lottery on her time away. Unfortunately, uh, yes. And uh, yeah, but but back to back to uh, my point where I lose steam is like you look at what they've done with, with these two from 2020 to, to to here, where like and then going into 2023 and maybe even 24 is like don't fucking kid yourselves as this company has no, done nothing but grown and grown around these two. These are the two top stars of this company. They've been presented that way. They've carried themselves that way. They've been not champions uh, all year long. Yet you look at if you're going to do MVP voting, they will both be in the top four. Um, like Julia was the MVP of this tournament. Tam um, was in a lesser block, but like it was time to turn turn it on. In the last two weeks of the tournament, she turned it on and had great matches. Like and then she had this fucking final. Like don't kid yourselves. These two are the ones. And for those that like started in 2020 when Julia or 2019, late 2019 when Julia came in and they did all that fucking hating and like it was slow to start with her getting over. And then by the time she won the the, tur- the uh, Cinderella tournament, she had got over to Tam always being like this person that was always super fucking over, but was never presented as somebody that was deserving of being top star. Well, you look at what happened where like they got put together and like they've had the defining rivalry of this promotion of the last three years, and they go out here and they do this from a domestic perspective. If you want to say Utami and Shuri, yeah. go, go at it. They do not draw like Julie and Tam. They do. They just don't. So, um, like they go out here and they have this match, and like and they're both or they go out there and they come down for it and they're both literally coming down from sending palm from the fucking heavens above everybody else that are rulers over all these survey 
whoever's winning this fucking match is going to go to the main event of the biggest show of the year and win the title, presumably. This is awesome. And and then the match was even better than all of that. So, I thought this was the second best match in starting this year. I thought this match was incredible. Um, I could give you a rundown of all of this. I'm not. I wrote it down. I'm just not going to do it. The gist of this was, by the time they they they... By the time they end up outside the ring, they're trying to drop each other on their head on the ramp. Julie or Tam escapes, getting jumped on her head. His uh takes out Julia, runs up the ramp like fucking Muto, runs back and hits a fucking bicycle knee. They end up back in the ring, and then they just proceed to drop each other on their head and kick out at one over and over and over Four and over. Four consecutive and over. one count kickouts. It was fucking awesome. Then there's. Uh, then they end up with a. There's also a slap battle. They end up opposite corners, similar to and all all of this. There's also a bunch of callbacks to their uh their their third and fourth match, where like Tam in the white belt match in October 2020 was trying to tiger suplex Julia off of this off of the uh, second rope, could never do it, and Julia escaped it by rearing just rearing her head back and shoot head butting Tam in the back of the head, and and Tam just crumpled and died. Uh, and then. And then Tam finally is like, she, same spot, gets shoot, shoot head butted, and falls and down. She fires up, off. gets back up there, and just Tiger suplexes Julia right on the back on the base of her neck. Horrifying. Julia gets back up, um, take and ends up hitting um her her super her butterfly superplex. There was so much shit in this match. I don't know how to how you possibly fit this con- this much violence and crazy shit in seventeen minutes, but they managed to do it. Um, you mentioned the, uh, the, them kicking out a head drop, basically head drop, neck drop stuff at one, Stolen four times finishers. in a row. Stolen each other's finishes. Like, um, there, uh, by the time they got past all that stuff and the kicks and the slaps, whatever else, they end up in opposite corners. They run toward each other. Uh, Tam ducks a right from, from Julia. Julia and, uh, Tam goes, go for a, a head kick. Julia Ducks grabs Tam's bad arm. Earlier in the match, she worked on Tam's bad arm. Tam's been selling this arm since the Mirai tag team match um, a month or two ago. And gets her in pump handle position. And hits her with a pump handle uh, backdrop driver. that just drops Tam on the back of her fucking neck. Or not back of her neck, I'm sorry. The back of her head. It was gross and disgusting. Tam fired up from there. And basically, like, from there, Julia uh, hits, like, a Kamagoye knee. Uh... No, I'm sorry. Then you get all of the the, the four count, one count stuff. Uh, Julia, or sorry, Tam hits a Julia or a glorious driver on. Uh, Tam hits a gl- glorious driver on Julia. Julia kicks it one. Tam goes for a violent screwdriver. Uh, Julia wiggles free. She hits Tam's own violent screwdriver on Tam. Tam kicks it one. Julia then hits a Kamagoye, uh, like a single arm Kamagoye, uh, and then. Gets her up and hits a glorious driver. Tam kicks it two, and then uh, Julia gets her up and hits a North, uh, the Akira Hokuto Northern Lights bomb and drops her for three. This match is excellent. Like this match could have made even it, it like you said this their last match, their hair match. That could have made even anything in the world. This also could have made even anything in the world. Four and three quarters. This was fucking awesome. I'm right there with you. Four and three quarters. Um, Julia gets her revenge on all these evil people, um, and and done, done it all. Uh, gets to the gets to the to the place where 
presumably it was always meant for her. Uh, if, if you know, this, this could have been last year and this could have been Julia's has she not been injured uh, a um, little bit different because last year Meltzer Meltzer reported the plan was she was going to win and then lose to Julia. And then there sure was going to win early in, in like March. And then they were probably going to do this match. Julie was going to probably win the belt at the same time, but like she would have won th- last year's Grand Prix, not this year's Grand Prix. She would have gotten the title match against Tommy, and Tommy would have beat her. That's that's basically what Mel's reported last year when she went down. Yeah, um, big win for her. Um, they showed. Uh, I, I didn't catch the post match on this. Oh my god, some, the post match photos. I saw some photos going around. It was just like Tam just utter dejection, just looking up at at Julia, and it was weird. Like when I think about their rivalry and. It, like this wasn't like they they did a lot of things to each other, but I felt like this was, um, like this wasn't as heated on the hatred scale. It was as maybe the the they last match, the match was yeah, yeah right, but this was like all right. There these are two women that live in the same neighborhood that have will attend similar schools that will be there from middle school to high school to college, they will always be contemporaries of each other. And once every year they have a big fight against each other, like, Oh, they had the big fight in middle school and everybody in high school hears about it. And eventually they have the big fight in high school. And then like, this was the big high school fight or whatever, where it was like, I I, I don't like you, but it's well established, but we just got to do it again. And they'll do it again one day. And I'm sure it'll be, awesome uh i feel like julia's earmark for the red belt at this point now yeah 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 um so the post-match they're both just wiped out and devastated and laid out on the floor next to each other um twitter very happy about julia winning by the way also too i didn't see any of the uh you know the 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 fuck julia stuff like it seems like julia is really really hot right now well, once she's shoved it in your face that you've been fucking wrong for two straight years, maybe you maybe you eventually learn. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I've seen a, a couple complaints here and there about it being too predictable, and I'm just like, tough fucking shit. I'm sorry. Like, what, what the fuck? Oh, oh, my God, we can't put the belt on 85 Hogan. You're an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so... So, yeah, like, after the match, they're both just completely devastated and wiped out from the hell they just unleashed on each other. Like, remember uh, Nolan Richardson in Arkansas, 40 Minutes of Hell? Yes, yes. Like, when Tam and Julie get together at this point now, it is it is 19 to 20 minutes of hell. Like, it, <laughs> they're just so fucking great together, man. It's unbelievable. Um, So, they're just wiped down, destroyed. Uh, And, like, Tam, like, basically is laid out in like white or basically crawls herself over to like the corner or against and like hangs against the bottom rope and is watching like Julia taking everything right so um they have everybody walk to the back they have everybody walk off to the back so um that's so similar to like earlier in the show when um Nespoy uh got beat and Tam has to piggyback her off Tam piggybacks with Nas or with uh with Naspoy to the back, so then they do the award and uh, Julia walks up the ramp or whatever else, and then they bring out they do the award you know the the awards for like you know fighting spirit best tournament best matches for each block or whatever else, 
uh, this year's uh, best match for each block were just cap. Just I, I was gonna say I heard there was there was, there was cap being unloaded. Bro, okay, so Blue Block's best match was was Utami versus uh not not Utami. It was Kamatani versus uh, Suzu. I don't think that's either one of theirs third or second best match in this in this tournament. Like I think that obviously the the Suzu match you saw with Julia, I think Suzu had a better match with um who was it? I had just thought about this earlier. Um Momo, Momo. Momo. Like that match was one of the best matches in the tournament. Um and then like Kamatani, Kamatani had a better match with Julia and she had a better match with Kid. Like that match she had with Kid in opening the what night two was basically like that white belt match, except with none of the bad selling that she was doing. And it was like a th- like a 14 minute sprint. Like, so nah. Like that was both of their third best matches in that turn in, in the block. Uh so that was cap. Um and then the best match from um from the from the red block was uh was the match we just saw earlier was Micah and Omeka, and I was like, oh, okay, y'all, like, the best, I don't think it was the best match, I I would say it's up there in that block, because that block wasn't as loaded as uh, the blue block was this year, but, like, I would say that, um, I would put Tam versus Risa against that match, I would put, uh, Tam versus Shuri against that match, I will put, I didn't like, obviously the best match in that block was a night one, or sorry, night two, uh, Shuri versus Utami. Like, I gave that match four and a half. So, yeah, like, it, it was way up there, but no, like, they were just like, let's just give these people, like, you know, participation trophies or whatever else. So, they, so, those four come down, um, then, uh, then they bring, you know, then they do, like, best, uh, best technique that went to Mirai, uh, Fighting or fighting spirit, Azumi. Azumi has won like every the previous three years best technique. I don't, whatever. I don't know. Maybe because you know how much technique can you show in seven minutes? But um, <laughs> and then they and then they bring out the run, runner up wins the trophy. Tam comes down. She gets like a semi standing ovation coming down. Um, and by that point in time, like they have the the arm or uh, Daichi the ref at before the, she had walked off. Like they put the arm the ice pack on her arm and everything. And so she comes down and then like, then Julie comes out to give her a semi-standing ovation as well. So, um, they take pictures, all that kind of stuff. So everybody leak, everybody goes to leave everything else. And then the last two in the ring after the awards are handed out and presented, like Tam says something to Julia. We don't, we can't hear what it was. I don't think they're ever translated. I don't think we, Adi ever picked it up, but whatever Tam said to Julia made Julia cry. And then Tam takes everybody like walks, you know, instead of taking the ramp, like they, you know, walk off you know, like as if you lost, like walk off into like, the, you know, the, the guts of the arena, whatever else. Tam takes like the the like the top ramp, the regular interest ramp on the way back, gets another semi standing ovation and then like gets to the top of the ramp, bows, bows and looks up at Julia. And then like you get this far shot of them staring at each other. And then you see the sh- and then you see like Julia's face, you see Julia's crying and it's like. This ain't fucking over. This is their fucking company. I'm sorry for those that have doubted these two over the over the last however many years, whatever else. I'm sorry. Like these two have are these two are the two top stars in this company. This company has done nothing but grown exponentially on, uh, since they started locking up. 
I'm sorry, y'all. Whoever is doubting Velcage, I'm sorry. You're deep, deep, deep in denial in the mud. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong as fuck. <laughs> so, um, I so like Julia. Then I, I I haven't seen any translations of it. Obviously, um, you know, there's been some. You know, there's been some uh, talk of plagiarism from Stardom World and uh, Dana, who does the that was doing instant translations. Dana's cooled off on that, so you know, in the next couple of days, we'll get the translation of whatever Julia said uh, when she got you know when she got the the robe and the crown, but the confetti flew, and like this on on a a show pay per view for Stardom, like they look as big as anybody outside of WWE. It just they they just it, it the the presentation the like the stage set design all that kind of stuff now you know even before even before the hydraulic thing like there was a pay per view earlier this year where like they did the like Dakota Obushi Rey Mysterio trap box trap door box spring thing for Ozumi like this company like the 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 sheer amount of talent the sheer amount of will and go to of them wanting to put on great matches from from match one to match however i i i know all this stuff yet i still get super impressed by this fucking company like i always think like they're great and then they always find a way to be better than i even my my expectations for them are like you know I'm always telling you all the time, like, when I talk to other other people that aren't in the stardom and don't watch stardom, I'm like, hey, man, you are missing out. And, like, I'm always like, I hope that I, I hope that y'all watch it. But at the same time, I'm like, did I oversell this and that they're this good or whatever else? No, I didn't oversell this. They fucking smoked the G1 this year, top to bottom. I mean, I think we told them that in preview, like, that shit was going to happen. Right. But then they went out there and they did it. <laughs> it's what? <laughs> It's, 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 it's like it's not one thing where it's like just listen to us it's they they it's, it's one thing where it's like if they're just slightly better they smoke them they smoke them this year like I, their top level matches i'm not saying there's anything like uh like an osprey uh shingle osprey night till osprey okada on on these cars i'm not saying that but if you say, what's the fourth best match on a G1 card this year? What's the fourth best match on, like, half of these uh, Grand Prix shows? They killed them. They killed them. So, yeah, man, like, super impressed. Great tournament. Um, great final. One of the best matches of the year worldwide. One of the best matches in stardom history. Um, I, I don't... I don't know what else to say. I like I I think it's one of the three best shows of the year. Um Revolution and um AEW Revolution and, and Forbidden Door. I probably still put Forbidden Door number one. Um but yeah, just an incredible show. And like if you if you haven't watched Stardom or whatever else, and people ask me this stuff about when the time to get into it, this man, this show right fucking here. This show right here. <laughs> just start. Like you don't need none of the backstory. If you just like, if you want to see just cool wrestling, they got it. If you want to know more about that stuff, hit me up. I'll tell you. Or just listen to this thing. I, I, we've laid out a pretty good amount of that stuff. How long are we talking about on the show? We've already we did an hour and a half of this already. Yeah. Talking about this one show. So killer show. Um, what's next? Anything? Any, any last thoughts before we move on? Um, I think that. 
if people aren't paying attention to stardom yet, uh, they probably should because there's going to be like new Japan integration going on. Um, and I just want to let everybody know, like if they send the right people from stardom, they are not coming to fuck around. And, uh, I, you know, I'd heard different things like there are wrestlers on the new Japan roster, like not particularly thrilled. They'll be sharing the uh, cars with women, uh, so like older veteran wrestlers. I bet they won't uh, like it when they go out there and they have better matches than them too. It it will be, um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot going on. So um, you'll see <laughs> like the competitive nature within stardom. And I'm sure they're going to want to represent stardom a, a lot because I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of stardom fans have been itching to really start like, you know, they, they gotten the, the, the Noah's out of here, gotten the Dragon Gates out of here. Like they like, like they like it's like it's ludicrous. They want the number one spot. <laughs> <laughs> so so rich. Uh, after I made the joke uh, to um, about Saki, like she she got all the top contenders out of there, and she you know Zumi was the last Infinity Stone. Zach Porter, who we talked about earlier, he sent me a he sent me a a, a meme. Can, I and got I, it. Forty you. Can you put that on it. the screen for the people to see? And this is how we go in. Like if if this gets clipped or whatever else, this is how we go in this one. So, uh, can you can you put it on the yep, screen for the it, people to see? It is on the Summer Jam screen. Yes. Saki has got them all. She got them all. Yep. Get get crucifixed. <laughs> Quickly. <sighs> so what's next? So um, let me pull this back. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So AEW Dynamite this week. So um, I didn't watch the show live um, I don't know if that was. Uh, I think it might have been better for it me. It was that definitely way. for the better for you because people gave you people people gave you some real low expectation. It probably wasn't as bad as the reality when you watch it. Yeah, indeed. I thought we were coming into some like all time train wreck of a show. I only really didn't like the uh, the women's segment. I thought everything else was like it was just a standard you know show. What it was like one of those you know seven out of tens. But then you add that fucking. Um, you know, that disaster, which I'll go into full detail on. I, it's it's not only that that segment was so bad, not only strictly for bad. what it was, it was very bad. It was bad for what it represented. Like, oh, yeah. And 
It was bad for and, what it was. It was bad for what it was playing, paying tribute to as well, because like people are forgetting the steps that were that were made and missed during that when they started that shit up in WWE in 2015. And also, like, we'll get to it. We'll we'll get to it later. But um, so they opened up uh, Jericho Appreciation Society purple suits. Love those uh, clowns. Uh, these guys come out and um, basically uh, they came out without Hager. Uh, the ring has flowers in it, uh, balloons. Luigi Primo is, is there. It's awesome pizza. Angelo Parker uh, wanted everybody to appreciate them. Called Philly Losers, but tonight he's going to give them something to celebrate. Uh, the Ocho, Daddy Magic said he put in the call for Luigi Primo. He's going to, you know, he got a he got cheered a little bit. Uh, said, uh, you know, the he basically, you know, going to give him the pizza from New York, you know. Uh, which is the New York Philly thing. Uh, and Jay says the fans don't get pizza, but they do get the greatest ROH champion of all time. And Chris Jericho, Jericho calls himself the most honorable man and most watched champion in ROH history. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Um, the whole time that he had this thing, I was thinking, can we get rid of this old dusty ring of honor belt yet? Please. Why are we still doing this? Yeah. But, so you, you don't know, like the belt design? No. Okay. That, that that shit don't look fit for a major promotion or it ain't a, you know, it, it, at this it rate. Ain't. I, I know it's a zombie promotion, <laughs> right? I, I know it's a zombie promotion, but yeah, uh, I I would prefer a big gold style belt. But um, he said he calls it. Wait, 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 uh, wait. Is there any? Okay, so is there any chance that they could like play like the Ring of Honor belt was platinum? <laughs> ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> That does not match the eyebrows on Birdman's women. Oh, wow. Um, on oh, the platinum football field? <laughs> now, 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 that is Cap. Um, he basically called it the Ring of Jericho. Uh, said tonight uh, Bandito's going to get his rematch uh, that he was never granted. Uh, and he put over Daniel Garcia, gave him a purple bu- bucket hat as a surprise. Uh, Garcia is in disbelief when he sees this. He threw the hat down and he uh, went over and punched Luigi Primo and said he's had enough of this shit. Um, and Jericho was like, you might want to stop right there and think about what you're going to say. And, and you know, be careful. You might make the wrong decision. Uh, Garcia basically says, you know, he didn't dream of doing this, essentially. And Jericho asked him, is he a sports entertainer or a pro wrestler before he could answer? Danielson came out with Regal. And uh, Danielson said he respects Garcia's decision to stay with Jazz or the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, Jericho told uh, Garcia basically that or told him that Garcia belongs to him and he listens to to me. He does what I say and all this other stuff. Um, And then Garcia, you know, cuts a little promo, basically asked what would be entertaining. And he's talking about Luigi Primo and with team with Danielson be entertaining and all this stuff. And they basically lay a challenge out to Guevara and Jericho for next week at the anniversary show against Garcia. So um, we'll see where that, that happens. But uh, Menard basically got in uh, Danielson's face, said he should drop him right now. Danielson said, good news. He's allowed to wrestle because he got a match cleared and it sounds like he wants to fight. And then um, it was like a impromptu match. Um, long segment, entertaining segment, fun segment. Uh, I thought it was a great segment. Obviously, I know, I know you have a, um, you do not like when um, AEW has long uh, talking segments. 
I don't mind them as long as they're like as good as these. Uh, like the ones they've done have been very good, like especially with Jericho. So I don't mind them. Um, and obviously he has the ex- him and Danielson. They have the experience of doing these because that's how you got to open up Raw, son. But uh, yeah, like I, I thought it was really good. Uh, in um, like I feel the crowd like week after week with all this stuff. Like they're they're more and more invested in like Garcia, and they really really want to see them tag together or be in you know together in like a BCC. So um, I still think like Garcia like fucks over Danielson. At the end. I, I was going to say, um, I, I felt like a small bit of Halloween having 95 going on here uh, where somebody tags in and, you know, puts the boots to somebody. But I don't know. You know, we'll see. Um, but uh, Menard and Danielson had a match. Uh, it was all right. It wasn't, you know, anything great or anything. This was just a standard kind of match. And uh, Claudio comes out there, carries out... Um, Parker and man, I saw that shit and I was like, that shit must be hell trying to fight against. Uh, if you ever have a shoot fight against Claudio uh, Casagnoli, that's Big not Claude, what you said. Look, that's not what you Big, messaged me. That's not what you said. Big Claude will push you on his shoulder, and it ain't nothing you could do. You you just gotta deal with it, like essentially until he puts you down. Bro, I literally laughed out loud when you called that man Claude. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Regal on commentary the whole time, he's he's saying, uh, you know, a lot of uncomfortable lines to Excalibur. Uh, I think we got to put Mr. Regal on a list, you know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we got we to gotta make sure, you know, uh, we had to pull Regal into the office, you know. But um, after that, um, we got a brief video package basically running down uh Robinson and Moxley, they do some creative editing to make it look like Robinson beat Moxley, uh, even though he pinned Will Ospreay. It was in a four-way. He does again. This is a world title eliminator match. He'll earn a title shot uh, in the process if he can win. Um, we got a recap video of MJF and Yuta. They showed it, showed it from last week, um, but uh, we were going to get MJF, but uh, Wheeler stormed out and I felt like he was doing John Moxley cosplay here. Uh, he was trying to get really angry. Um, then he basically said he doesn't have a problem with you know him as lackey did, but he thrown down Shivani crosses the line. Uh, Yuta told MJF that he hides behind factions in the mic, but he can't hang with him in the ring. Uh, he basically ran down all the cheap heat insults uh, that MJF would do. So let's let's just skip all that shit and get to it. MJF shows up in a Mets jersey and Yuta's from Philly. He said, you know, the place you can't afford to <laughs> place to live, you can't afford to live in New York. Uh, he basically got some heat on Shivani. Uh, and MJF like put over Yuta a little bit and he said he but he did have to spank him on the mic last week. Uh, he basically did the insults that Yuta did himself, and Yuta cut him off and said, you know, if you don't want to fight, he'll leave him in a pool of blood on Broad Street. Yeah, his voice cracked when he said that now, and, like, MJF still sold it. I was like, uh, these are the reps you kind of need. Uh, I'm interested in, I'm, uh, I think it's over, uh, that, it's weird. Like, I think you'd have some good lines. I just think he doesn't have the presence on the mic yet, obviously. Um, but, like, I, uh, and I like what they're doing with, uh, with, with him and MJF. 
Uh, I just wonder, when do you think, is the match announced or? Yeah, it's next week. Okay, so that's, that's good. Um, the match is going to be really good. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, so yeah, heard, like, it just back in the ring. I heard people comparing, like, um, this, ironically, to, like, a, uh, like, a flare steamboat situation from, like, the late 70s. So, you know, Ricky Steamboat was never going to outclass Ric Flair on the microphone, right, much right. in the way that Will Yuta is not going to outclass MJF. But uh, I, I find the the parallels between Flair and Steamboat and that portion of their careers to be apt with MJF and Will Yuta should it go that direction. So um, interested in seeing how this match plays out. So uh, the guns came out and they uh, were wearing dress shoes with no socks. Uh he said, you know, he's going to wrestle him next week in the dump of Washington. Uh, MJF said the fans don't deserve to hear his catchphrase. Um, and, you know, they just kind of end the segment from there. Um, had a quick match announcement with Darby Allen and Jay Lethal. So happy about Darby getting a singles match here. Uh, I think it's time to turn the heat back up on this gentleman because I've been asking for it all year. Where's my dog at? So uh, outside of the, like the Jeff Hardy match. Is that like his biggest singles match of the year? Yeah, yes. lots of tags, lots of tags. Well, I, uh, you know the Sammy match where they basically like wrestled oh, half, yeah. wrestled like at half of their effort level. They they also had I think they did a Sammy Guevara Darby Allen main event on Dynamite early in the year. Did they? For, yep, for the TNT belt. I can't believe I can't remember that. All right. Yeah. Then we had John Moxley and Juice Robinson and man, um, this. We have never in the group chat spent so much time talking about a match that was like at worst. That like, was not great and not awful either. <laughs> yeah, it was just like I, I couldn't believe how long we were talking about it. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, cause I, I think I think we attribute to it was like the fact where you you watched the show later because it ended up being yeah. like it turned into a two or three day thing as opposed to just a you know as the show was going to you move on or I was basically like at- to the next day. I was looking at the ratings on Cage Match for this show. I was like, 5.11? What the fuck? Went? Did someone lose a limb? Like, like what happened in this match? And I was like, it's not that fucking bad. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I think I would ultimately fell on three stars, so that'd be a six on Cage Match. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also weird because, like, given what some of the stuff is going on on Cage Match, like, that... that yes, should, should, we, uh, should we speak about this? A lot of inflation going on. So, um... Something's going on. So, yeah, like, and it just happened. I, I don't know if this coincidence or not, but, like, ever since, like, word came out that, like, Tony Khan, like, pays attention to cage match, seemingly, like, uh, or I think he mentioned it in, like, a thing, like, he checks on cage match scores, whatever else. Yeah. Whatever else. Like, and then ever since then, like, ever since, like, Triple H took over, it seems like, and keep in mind, this is kind of always a thing, like, especially in, like, NXT UK, but, like, these these like scores for the WWE shows like they're get, a lot of these matches are getting overrated on cage match and you're starting to see like a lot of th- people throwing like wild not wild but like are overrated matches in a way that like wasn't happening and it's also not like uh, in line with like the level of matches going on in WWE so um, nothing is really uh, they have better matches now but not not like they're just like just like this didn't it's weird. Into- it's this is weird, right? And also, a lot, and also a lot of these longer matches. That are, sorry, I said this didn't turn into New Japan in like the mid 2010s. And out of also, nowhere. and also, like 
a lot of these matches just have like bad finish at the end too. It's like okay, that's mm, all about all that. Like so, for example, like if Roman had just beat uh, McIntyre clean without the Solo Sokoa nonsense, like that would probably be like something low eights. But because they had the garbage finish, it went in its own cage match at like a seven seven or seven eight or whatever else, right? At least last I checked, right? Um, with a hundred plus votes. So, but you're starting to see like a lot of like weird like, and it's not even like is that, but like also the show ratings are also worse, like because show ratings are always you know more volatile than actual like you know matches. But like you're starting to see like I think last week's Raw was rated as like the fourth best Raw of all time, yeah. and like I feel like if the fourth best Raw of all time happened, like. I would have heard about it from enough word of mouth to where I would have been like, I would have went out of my way to watch that show. I had that show on my hard drive, but like, I like, did not. We have friends that are like ardent WWE fans that didn't say a word about it. Right. So I'm like, didn't hear what's anything going of, on here? Like Floyd said it was a good show. And like he Floyd watches everything okay, in America. He, he was Floyd like, watched it, anything in America. He was like, it's an okay show. And but, I would probably be apt to trust Floyd. <laughs> but but yeah, my point is like, and then also you have like Finishel, Chad Matthews that, that we talked to, uh, Jeremy Leboy, for example. Like there are people in our lives that still watch WWE. And then like also looking at like you know people like like Tanya who actually watches Raw, right? Tanya watches Raw because she's like this is a be- this is a better show than SmackDown, even with three hours. Um, I did not see her say anything along those lines. Like obviously that small sample size is like five six people, but these people let with opinions I still trust um to 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 an extent of like the quality of saying like this is a great show this is a really good show or i enjoyed the show at least i didn't i didn't see anything out the normal of like raw raw has been better raw has been putting on more consistently good shows even with three hours but fourth best raw vaults great uh, yeah like, and, and then in, in the same turn like the the ratings like for like the aw events have been like they've been like trying to keep their head above water in, in certain cases or like stuff like uh like this Moxley and Juice match was just getting bombed to hell and it's like what's going on here like and then you know I always felt like cage match was a place that like had uh formulas in place that's what I always felt good about it like to ensure like no one was like doing like stupid shit and right? also that thing that we were, you were hearing uh from I think was Shrigger you know Shrigger like uh two was it like last year or two in the last two years they were like we're starting to see like certain accounts that are just you know being anti or pro whatever tribe between AEW and WWE right now as far as their votes like they're giving matches they're like a great match and they're giving them shit sixes and, and fives or whatever else and uh, and on the other side you get the same a match is also like basically like an eight and they're giving that shit like nines and tens if certain accounts, right, depending on whichever side that you know their biases rely on, and they're like, we're start, we're just gonna throw those people out. We're gonna get people out. We're gonna clean some of this stuff up, and it, and it did work at first, but now Look, it's like it's only so long, like you know, until that whole system just like the more people that sign up, they ain't, they ain't gonna be able to police everybody, right? And then like, I don't know if you saw uh, the cage match for the Stardom show we just covered. Yes, nine point five zero, I think, on the show rating. If I'm not mistaken. Right. Now keep in mind, like, I think I think Top to Bond, this might be the best Stardom show I've ever seen, right? And I think this is one of the three best shows of the year. But like that is a rating that you give to like tribute shows for people that have died. Or like, like Dominion. Like, 
Like, yeah, yeah, like those are the, those like are the rings you give to like Brody Lee's the Brody Lee tribute Dynamite or like the Hannah tribute shows or like you mentioned Dominion <laughs> 2018 Dominion yeah. or Russell or the 2000 like 20 through 2000 uh, 15 through uh, 20 Dominions like that's like that's uh those Russell are like Kingdoms. those yeah. or yeah Russell Kingdoms yeah like that's those are that's what that number is and like like I think it's like I think it's an all time show I don't think it's mid nines that's 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 too high that's too high yeah, like there's a lot going did you see on, the rating man. for tam julia uh i think it is nine point it's nine three, three last i checked yep nine three seven now we both gave it three and three quarters right or so four and three quarters yeah yeah i'm sorry we both gave it four and three quarters so like there are four and three quarter star matches that get like you know low to mid nines on cage match. when that first thing came in it was. I as, think it was like nine five or something like that. It was that, nine right? five. It was like nine five something. Rich and I was like, no, no. I love this match. I love those two. No. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, it is not, I don't, it is not one of the forty first matches James, of all time. No. Have you seen the FTR Aussie Open score right now? I heard about it. What was it? It was some outrageous. I believe people are rating it as like the best tag team match of all time or something like that right now, and. Th- I think only when the, has the people that are live that have seen it. it or, what, the show is, is not out yet, right? Um, really? But, but I believe you want it on, like, is, fight or nothing like that? It is not on fight. Um, That's weird. Not yet. But I am looking for day one of the New Japan. Okay. It has a 9.67 rating on 41 votes. First off, why is it even eligible to be voted on? It hasn't made tape or not or been broadcast, if you will. If it's not, if it's not on in New Japan World, was it on New Japan Pay Per View? Like those, like the Tai Chi Taika, like sorry, like the Tai Chi. Not yet. Taika, hasn't made tape yet. Despimania? hasn't made tape yet. So how, all, he, how can you even well, vote for it then? Why is it even eligible to be voted on? I, I don't know. I guess the people that are voting on it uh, attended it there, but I'm like. That live bump is 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 a lot. Like it, it you but know. Rich, what other event is actually like? Okay, so you know, like for New Japan events, because they have their schedule out so far in advance. Like when you look at New Japan's, you go to New Japan's page on Cage Match, and you go to events, you can see like you can even see up to as far as like, and it's same thing for WWE, right? Like you can go to and see like you can click on WrestleMania in Hollywood, or sorry, in LA next year, right? You can click on Russell Kingdom. I'm pretty sure you can click on Russell Kingdom uh, 17 right now. You can't vote on nothing. Yeah, and it's like we have not, 41. Not, we have 41 even, people that were actually in attendance. Even if they were in attendance, why are they allowed to be able to vote right now? That makes no sense. It hasn't made it people it hasn't made tape. It's it. like it's right. essentially a tape show, right? Tape show, live show, whatever else. If it's not available for people to see, how are you eligible to vote for it? I don't care if you're in the building. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know what's going maybe, on. Look, maybe, and, maybe, and, look, maybe it's a great match. Look, like look, maybe look, it's an all time right? match. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if maybe it was the greatest ma- tag match of all time? I don't know. How the fuck can you vote on it? You no one's ever seen. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make, any, that, that make no sense. So, um, and then I saw that somebody that's a co- contributor to uh, Cage Match was complaining about uh the Stardom show, and the Tam Julian thing was like. This is why we don't open up the voting for people that watch the Stardom thing live. And I'm like, but y'all do that for for New Japan. 
Like, people being able to vote on New Japan, like, hours after, uh, look, like, couple James, hours after Abbott. I remember that 9.7 that was on that Tetsuya Naito and Okada match. I remember that. Right, right. So, it's like, I don't know why you're picking it. Maybe it's because it, 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 there's so many less people that watch it or whatever else. It is, like, turned into a tribe thing. And the only people that are voting on people that throw tens at it. And it ends up looking like Tokyo Joshi Pro's uh, cage match where you're like, bro, y'all had two mid, y'all had two mid to low four star matches and a bunch of like three and three quarter star matches how the hell is this like the 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 one of the 50 best t- uh shows in pro wrestling ever no no i'm sorry i love i i really enjoy watching tokyo uh i'm sorry watching uh russell princess three this year or whatever it was that was in um uh sumo hall this year no uh but anyway yeah. yeah, I just um, it's a lot, man. It, it, it's, it's a it's, lot. It's weird. Some st- some weird things are or some un- unnormal things are going on in a cage match, or whatever else. And like they'll uh, they'll fix it. They like their credibility. Yeah, their credibility so, as far as like being. I don't mean like whatever. As far as like being a reliable thing where you can go see match ratings and then like oh this has a nine. If you throw on a nine on cage match, you know that shit's great. Right. Period. I ain't, I ain't look. And really, the thing is, if you see anything in like the high sevens, you're gonna watch something that's gonna be fun normally, right? So, um, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Um, it's yeah. weird, but uh, you know, either they'll fix it or will somebody will come up with something else. Yep. Um, I just don't think it'll be grapple because grapple, like they're 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 ratings Nazis. Like they look. Oh, it's the fifth best match of the year. What did it? What's what's the rating on it? Four point four. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that one swings a little bit too far the other way. For yeah, me, but yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. They'll keep like it wasn't it. It, like it was great, but it wasn't it wasn't Kabashi Masawa. Like you assholes. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, man, that was that was great, but it was not. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't exactly Liger versus Sasuke. It's just, a, it, it's just what a lot of is? it's a lot of strange timing with all this stuff, which is more than like, you know, the ratings being out of whack. It's just like, Hmm, I wonder if, yeah. if this is the, the, the cause, uh, I would be interested to see the, uh, the vote totals, yeah. uh, on an average, like the last like four weeks as compared to like a year ago yeah. or and something it, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing for me is like, I don't, it just seems like much like uh when uh Kenny Omega is talking about uh Will Ospreay like it seems like of late like in the last month or so like I've noticed like there's been an inflation of like just tens being thrown out in in, in large sloths <laughs> across across all things like even this, yeah. even that match even that Julia Tan match we were talking about where it's like I think the second best match starting this year one of the best ma- one of the very best matches of the year and I'm just like 9.36 is that that's too high for what a cage match like normally in a normal year like if you go back a year ago, right? Like that is gonna be like a that that might top out at nine point. Hell, do, do you think it was better than the hair match? No, the hair match is like nine point eight is nine nine point eighteen. I think you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Like, and if you want to say it's equal to it, I'm not gonna argue. I would disagree, but I uh, but I'm not gonna argue it. So like, I think it'd be like a nine one or something in a in a, a year ago. So. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird what's going on, and, um, and it's just like of the last like six weeks, month or so. Yeah, uh, FTR, uh, Bald, uh, Dax Harwood. After that match, oh, jumped God. on the mic and he um he said, you know, uh, Tony, book us too, brother. We work for you still. Um, 
Keep in mind, Dax had two <sighs> matches in the last four episodes of, of Dynamite. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to be booked as a tag team. I, I, I mentioned that um, to Floyd. Floyd was like, what about as a tag team? And I was like, well, do, do you want the singles run or do you want the tag run? Because he's not Kenny Omega. He's not getting both. <laughs> um, They... Is he I hanging saw- in page? Can he get... Does he get... He, I'm James. sorry. He's not getting both. Nick I Jackson didn't get both. I saw this clip and man i i feel like we were ahead of the curve and saying people were gonna get tired of this ftr shit because boy they cooked this man like a rare steak on the timeline um the other week i think people were tired of it um you're supposed to be the good guys like people not trying to like it was one thing when they were heels like for basically you know from 2016 to 2000, up until just like, you know, last few months, right? To, to this year, right? They've been heels for like six years. So it's so like, okay, we get it. That's part of your stick or whatever, your stick or whatever else. They're blowing come through to, it already. Come man. to find out, like, nah, that's just, that's just his get down on Twitter. Just to be, just to do this. And it's like, this isn't endearing. Yeah. And then you think about all these babyface tag teams that have, that have picked up steam. Uh, over this time that it, 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 if you put FTR in there with them, it ain't going to be good for FTR if they like cut off the acclaim right now. And I wouldn't want that. I, w- I would stay away from that match. Like, if I were FTR and I was trying, if I was FTR, or Tony Khan, I was trying to ke- F- keep FTR's babyface team. I keep them far away. Defend one of them three titles. Right. And, th- and that's been my point of contention with it. I'm, I'm like, yo, why can't they just have them defend those titles more often? Like they haven't been. You think, exactly- you think p- politics keeps obviously not ring of honor because the politics ring of honor is Tony Khan's politics, well, or whatever else. But do you, as far as New Japan or AAA, <clears throat> what do you think? You think they're they're holding that up by any chance? Because that's that's got to be a possibility. I to, don't to at least discuss or mention. I, I guess like. I don't know why they wouldn't be on the AAA shows, at least, right? Because mm-hmm. um, they've gone to Mexico at least once, right? Uh, but I was just it, don't. What show was it? Was it the last Mania show? It was one early in the year. They did a ladder match with the Lucha okay. Bros. That was not good. Um, they, uh, but going like at least like defend the belts in AEW. Like you can you can whip up like a makeshift tag team to, to challenge for them. Uh, you know, whether it's the ROH belts or the um, AAA belts, even the IWGP wouldn't, belts, and you can't like, say they wouldn't do that because, like, Omega defended the, the 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 Mega belt in yeah AEW. So yep, and the um, you know, I, I just if, if I don't know, maybe if Dax wasn't like on a mission to finish eleventh and most outstanding, like maybe they would get booked more for tag team matches. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But it's a, you know, it, I I don't know, man. Like, FTR is like, the whining just is, is grating at this point. And it's like, do you have a point? Should you probably be booked more based on how hot you were earlier in the year? Yes, you should be booked more, FTR. But, like, yo, how many of y'all are going to do these disgruntled, like, gimmicks? Like, 
it's it's too many of y'all. Y'all y'all fucking it up. Like <laughs> just stop. Like, I, like I, MJ, you know what? Like, save that shit for MJF, who's the I main inventor. I didn't even think about that in the context of like since the CM Punk and the locker room thing or whatever else. I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking of the context of just leaving it to just them and like every promotion or brand they've been on, they do this. And it's like, are y'all just miserable and y'all can never be happy? Like, are y'all, are y'all Larry Brown? I mean, because I mean, that's the case, fine. But like, at least have self awareness to know that like you're a baby face and like this is not endearing and this does not help your job. Does not help you at, at what you, at the goal you're trying to accomplish. Yep. So Moxley and Robinson, it was an okay match. Um, so um, I thought they took some big bumps, or at least Juice was taking some big bumps on the outside of the ring. Uh, I like the flash finish here, and um, I don't really have too much more for you on that. I got even less. <laughs> I like so. Hang- I remember you. I remember you told me what you gave that match. I was like, ain't no way. Uh, uh-uh. like I was. Like when I watched that match, and I don't know if it's because like you know I'm 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 off you know I'm off of like binge watching and one whole week basically one half a week of a G one and and it was right to, even in the middle yeah it was in the middle of the um the show it was the middle of the, of like okay so Grand Prix started July thirtieth right the first weekend thirty thirtieth and thirty first the G one ended on what mid mid August. And remember, I watched it. I watched all of that um, in a week, right? And they continued the Grand Prix, so maybe it was just like I ain't got no time for no average ass match. I just don't. Um, so I, I, I was like, look, man, this this might be good. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it was that, and I just wasn't feeling that way. But I remember when you said it. You thought it was like three and a half. I was like, nah, no. We call a timeout right now. We got to pull this shit to the side of the road. And we got we to discuss this and go through this one. Because no, I was like, uh-uh. I don't know how you came to this conclusion. Maybe it's so many people shitting on this when you felt they needed to have to bump it up. I don't know. But, nah. Just no. Like, this yeah, shit was not better than no, Sia, no, no, no uh, Ida and, uh, and Mariah. It was not. Uh, but after the match, Hangman came out. Uh, crowd popped for Hangman, so that was cool. Yep. Uh, had a stare down with Mox. Uh, Mox was bleeding. Uh, they of were course. so close. I thought they were going to kiss. You oh, know, um, but MJF uh, interrupted them, said that they're fighting to lose. Uh, you know, whoever uh, is champ will lose to the generational talent. Then all of a sudden, Will Uta rolls up behind him uh, and whooped his ass in the suite. Yeah, and the crowd uh, popped for this huge. Yeah, um, gave made me you know, it gave me flashbacks to the Jericho. Was that West Virginia they were in Jericho and and um and uh, Cody when they end up fighting to the back and in the Dippin' Dots, whatever mm-hmm. else. So yeah, I thought uh, it made me think of that, and it's like, oh wow, that was 2019. It's 2022. Like they they could do this every year for all I care, but like <laughs> they have saved that, they have protected that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the, 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 the Yuta and them fighting. And then like, I don't know if you, and, and, and this was like a beautiful, what do you call it? A unfortunate accident or mistake, botch, what do you want to call it? They were fighting in the crowd and then like MGF went over and like, he couldn't get back up. And then like Yuta is like, I got to stay on him. And then he went over too. And they both were just fighting upside down. Basically it, it looked really That's good. Funny. It looked really good. Yeah. Um, so we got a small Van- bandito video package. 
Um, and then after that, they showed Soraya making her had to get people um, off of them, or Soraya you know, making video her package. You know, yeah. got you know, here's a video package. So y'all can stop complaining. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Soraya, they showed her debut. Uh, she comes out and cuts a promo that is a very bad segment. Um, in execution, a very bad segment as an idea, a very bad segment for what it represents. Um, and it's like the the triple whammy of, um, and by this point, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with it. I said she's damaged, not broken. She'll create change in the women's division as she is the revolution. Uh, so right, I said AW's uh, her house and she wants all the ladies to come out. So they all come out like a, like a group, like ready for a science project, including the champion, including people from AW dark, uh, including coaches and, you know, people also on the roster. Um, luckily, Soraya, Jade avoided that, right? Yes. L- luckily, lots of people there. avoided this. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if Rio had walked out for that? It'd be like, wait a second. Rio's backstage. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How come you don't use her? Yep. So, Soraya said, "She said this is our champion, Tony Storm, which I was br- I was brutally offended when it when um she said this because I was like, Tony Storm has had better matches this year than you've ever had in your life. Of course, we know who the champion is. She's had multiple pay per view matches uh She's in this promotion week and is on TV every single week. Too, single week. We are not stupid. Stop this. And then after that." Um, she basically says she's the best AEW women's champion they've ever had. The crowd boos because they're like, no, this is the second best. This is a front to the, this is an affront to the history of the promotion. Just like the, um, the, the entire, like the revolution aspect of this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, say what you want about the AEW's women's division. We've covered it top to bottom, up and down, left to right. They have, never presented the women as strictly sex objects and something to be rebelled against as far as like not treating them like they're human essentially like Mm -hmm. they like it that's never applied here and for her to reduce it to that and then essentially stop watch this shit after um, when she's tweeting out about they got more than five minutes and we're going to do a lumberjack match and this is historic and revolutionary is fucking ridiculous on every level. Um, this is every big star bullshit TNA promo that was ever cut imported right here. And it's like the, the arrogance that she came in with that. It sounds like the, not only the aloofness of it, just to, just to not be aware. And uh, Brit basically cuts her off in a promo Thank God a real promo was out here to save this shit. <laughs> but even Britt couldn't, you know, could, couldn't like undo the, the shit Saraya was doing. Um, she basically said um, she's put her neck on this on the line for AW or she's bled for this company. Da, 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 da. Uh, crowd kind of goes with her a little bit. Said, Unlike Saraya, her neck is strong enough to handle it. Crowd pops on that. Which is a line where it's like makes people think, wait. She hasn't made no contact. She still continues making contact. Is she cleared? Is she going to wrestle? What's going on? So, uh, you know, it was a nice, it was a nice dig, but it makes it makes you ask more questions as well. Yeah. Um, Soraya basically uh, said, "How are you going to make fun of my name?" Uh, and then she said, "But your name, Britt, rhymes with shit." Yeah. And 
I can I just roll my eyes completely um, on this. But the woman Lothario got the Negros. cuss. But the woman got the cuss though, Rich. Oh yeah, oh yeah, love it. Lethero Negro said this turned Brit babyface for him. Um, and then while Brit was uh, the crowd was chanting for Jamie Hader, Brit, uh, Brit worked hater in said lucky y'all ain't fighting jamie hater essentially uh just pro on our toes and then after that he said you know they're gonna set up the storm indeed match but all of a sudden Soraya's booking shit on screen because she talked to tony khan for whatever reason and this is gonna be a lumberjack match but like what it like this entire thing was a disaster and it's like i had a conversation with josh and it was just like like we like he pointed out something very astute and then it was like the AW women's division needs to send people on excursions. That's what they need to do. That's well, the answer. Rich, we've been saying that shit for years. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not finished. Okay. But he's a, and the reason why is because like they don't have a single woman on the roster that can do all three things, which is the work, the the look, and then on the mic. Some yeah. of them have two out of three, but yeah. most of them don't have more than one out of three. And it's just like, you know, some of it is in the presentation, but I think you got to look at the talent too. You got to invest in the talent. You got to send them off to, to get them better. But this fucking segment, it like burn the tape, burn the masters. I, I don't ever want to have them do this shit again. And if this is, you know, and I don't need want to go scorched earth on Soraya and just completely dismiss her as a non-entity. She could have just had a bad week, bad idea, whatever. Maybe she comes I mean, back. Mostly just a bad idea. It it's all, not like right? her, it's not like her execution from promo sucked. It's just that like, this, this is not, fit. this is not what we, this is not what we're looking for. It is derivative. Um, and it's derivative of something that ultimately, um, like didn't actually work like so can uh, uh, can i can i go now sure okay so i said this in the, in the uh live while i was watching it so as they're doing this roll call for every for everybody um and i'm just like okay so they brought out the student they brought out the student body they brought out the, they you know they brought out everybody for, for uh for all this and i'm just like this reminds me so much of when like i don't i think it was stephanie that brought out like you know, they, they basically did Team Bella. They did Nikki and and Bree and Alicia Fox for Team Bella versus like bringing up Sasha Banks uh, and put her in there with Tamina and Naomi. And they were Team Bad, and then they had Paige and they and they put Becky and Charlotte with them. And they were originally going to be called a sorority or the submission sorority. And then like they had to scrap that name and change it to something else because like that was like a name that was a, that was like some porn site or something like that. Whatever. Um, and like it was literally nine people. Three of them had it was nine people. They're they're basically showing you three brand new factions. Um, and like three of them are people that you had not seen before on the main roster. Well, you saw Charlotte in like a squash match at that point, like she got squashed by uh, Natalia on a random Raw like months before. But like there were these three fresh faces, and like you immediately put them in three um three factions, and it's like how are you going to individually get all of them over because there's only a certain amount of time to do this because they're in a set, you know, like there's only a lot of amount of time for, for uh, that they're giving the women and you're going to put them and just, they say y'all three, you're going to try to get over three factions with three different people. You're basically getting nine, trying to get nine people over all at once. Right. That's not, that, that that's never a good idea fundamentally. So 
then like they just had the matches over and over and over. Charlotte, uh, by happenstance, never lost a pay per view, won the belt, and like it did not work. Sasha struggled, uh, Becky struggled. Um, the the Bella thing was I don't know what happened with that or whatever else, but basically like it took them months to get away from that, and then by the time they got to um 2016, Charlotte turns on Becky. Um, oh yeah, and also like during that time you had Paige turned on Charlotte and Becky by talking about uh David Flair or whatever else. Yeah. Uh, that was also awful, Reed but Flair. That, that was a Reed. That was, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Reed. Uh but that's the last point. Like the part that fixed the woman's revolution uh launch was Charlotte turns on Becky and then they have the three way match at WrestleMania for the uh for the for the woman's title. That's what changed. That's what switched all of that because it was going. It wasn't going great at all. And like when you do basically the roll call, you basically present all the women. They're all basically on a hillside in a in a in a, um, in a babyface side. And there's like four on one side or five on one side and four or five on the other side. It is like oh my god, they're doing the same thing over again. Except now Soraya is Stephanie. As opposed to actually being a player on the field, and I'm just like, you're, you're, you're you are, you, you completely forgot why this thing didn't work fundamentally the first time, and now you're doing it now in 2022 as opposed to 2015. You ain't learned shit, and now it's the worst time to do it. So I was like, oh, this is going, this is not going to, this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. Um, uh, so yeah, and, just, and just the, just the other mistake. part too is like it's supposed to be this groundbreaking thing that they have a lumberjack match like i'm sorry like no man like like we're like we're past that like like we're not like like we've had like there have been like i'm not gonna say we're past kneeling right i'm not gonna say that you know I was laughing that I was gonna let it slide because obviously it's not what you meant, and obviously your point makes sense. Jay Z's didn't, so I was gonna let yeah. it slide. But I was laughing at like we're past that. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like St. Patrick's Day Slam uh, this year was Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa in the main event in, the, in a cage, and it did a number, and it was a big moment, and it felt like pro wrestling, and it wasn't like this fucking charity. Like no, like this is this flies in the face of like what of all the great done. work Riho did. It flies in the face of, of Nyla Rose's personality. It flies in the face of Vicaro Shida carrying that the title for a year against substandard competition, but still looking credible herself. It flies in the face of Britt Baker having that title for a year and becoming a star on her own. It flies in the face of Jay Cargill being undefeated and presented like a you know just like a goddamn fucking megastar. I'm sorry, like just nothing about this like blends and like um it, it also flies it, in the face of like, you know, like Serena Deeb coming out and just being a terror. From, like like no, technical man. terror at times, yeah. Like it, it's just like and then like never fucking tell if you even feel like it's not good, right? Like you're sending a fucking baby face out there to like be like, yeah, we know it's not good. Da, 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 da. Never fucking admit that. Like as all they're doing, storing red red meat to the stopwatch geeks and enough. Like and then Sarai made it worse on Twitter. It was just like she doesn't have a clue. Do, like do she, she she's been in WWE too long. She's been sh- uh, sh- sh- or like she's been in that bubble and it seems like a lost cause. I'll give her another chance, but it seems like she does not get it. Do you remember 
with... Oh, and people got mad at her because she, like... Um, like, there were several groups that got mad at her. Your standard AW fans that are watching this are like, the shit that I'm saying, like, yo, this shit, none of this shit makes sense. This is right. stupid. This is a dumbass segment. Right. Then she got the WWE fans mad at her because uh, she said, my boss listens to me now. And then yeah. they got at her. And then she was deleting tweets. And it was like, you ain't on no side here. And yeah. then she chalked it all up to tribalism. It's like, you cut that promo, not us. Like, right. And it's like, Okay, and then um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? I don't even remember what I was going to say. Never mind. Um, but yeah, it, it just not. A then good... she was on commentary after that, and was a complete zero after that. Yeah, she was not going to commentary. <laughs> um, but then Tony Storm and Serena Deeb have a match, and I like the match. <laughs> yeah, but... the match. Was, the match was good. No one and then the finish it. was outrageous. Bro, finish was insane. They're doing power drivers off the second rope. And look, at least this time in the AEW match, someone got a second rope power driver in a in uh or sorry a, 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 off the ropes, and uh someone got, got finished. Remember when they did? Remember when uh, MJF and Guevara did that shit? They kicked out, and I was Tombstone. furious. T- Tombstone, bro, I love that fucking match. Oh my, that, God. that match was great, but I was like. That was the finish, and then they kicked out, and they didn't top that. So it was like, "What are we doing?" Here? <laughs> and that yeah. and, and that's happened a, a, a couple of times in a Guevara matches. Where like he don't peak at like the the highest the, the hottest thing he got at sometimes. But um, like we're saying, it's a very solid match that like would completely get looked over based on like you know. Everything that Soraya did to fly the plane into the to the earth, yeah, and it wasn't even like the um, as if like the lumberjack thing stunk because like what got the match more invested was like when Jade and Willow started kind of scrapping like on the floor, uh, that got and then like like I, I don't I wanna, heard their I, match was awesome that they did on Rampage. Yeah, I'm, I'm to check it out. I'll watch it tomorrow. But like I um, I didn't like the idea of Jamie was like running from from Willow, but like it got the crowd into it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say about the uh, the women's match. Um. I feel like I got it off my chest. Um. After that, the uh, uh, Tony Schiavone interviewed the acclaim and Billy Guns National Scissoring Day uh, next week. So that's gonna be Scissoring Day now. Am I am I going to like type into Google what is National Scissors Day and it's actually this fucking week? Am, is is that is that going to happen? Because you know there's a national blah 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 Anything every day. fucking day. Yeah, yeah. Like National Bottled Bottled Water Day could be like this week for all I know. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee interrupted, said Billy Gunn's the reason they won the titles. Uh, Swart, uh, and Billy Gunn's told uh, Lee to tell Swerve he had two words for him, scissor me. And uh, I would imagine Swerve makes his return next week. So uh, they had Butcher and the Blade uh, back there having an argument with Private Party and Andrade and Jose. Jose said Andrade's in charge. They don't like it. Shape up and ship out. Uh, Matt Hardy interrupted Private Party, told him to quit, get out of their deal. Uh, da, 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 da. A lot of meta stuff here. Who I, said I, what to who? 
private party told uh or matt hardy told private party if you're unhappy like quit get out of your uh, deal basically you know Andrade. And, okay and, and you know when we were in the battle world we we hugged it out and we felt that connection like you know and the people kind of went for it too which is funny people like that people yeah. did like that and like you know so he I said like, he'd be there for i am willing to give them another chance Matt Hardy with uh with private party another chance is baby faces and they can do all the crazy shit as opposed to them just being generic heels. I am willing to give them another chance for that because like the crowd actually was behind him in a way that like they hadn't been since like they turned heel really. Yep, and um like a lot of meta shit. Get out of yeah. your deal. Funny shit like that. So um, National Scissoring Day is in fact apparently like in April. But it had that shit been in October, I would have howled. I'd like, you these motherfuckers actually like looked around to figure out what National Scissoring Day was for real? Are you kidding me? That would be light years ahead. Um, Diogo says uh, the whole Age of Vogue segment made no sense in storyline. I don't remember if they had already broken up or not. So like maybe like I, I don't know. I don't think they officially broke up. Gotcha. They had Ricky Stark squash Eli Isom uh, really quick with a spear and a Rochambeau. Excalibur ran down the cards. Uh, we had John Silver versus Rush in the main event, or Roosh in the main event uh, for Rampage. Sure, that was good. Uh, Acclaim defend the belts against Butcher and Blade and Private Party. Will Nightingale and Jamie Hayter. Hook will appear. Lee Moriarty and Fuego Del Sol. Or uh, Lee looked good in that match. Uh, the anniversary show next week, MJF versus Willer Yuta. National Scissoring Day. Luchasaurus in action. Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Uh, the newly added Wardlow defending the TNT title against Brian Cage uh, in an open challenge. Uh, Garcia and Danielson against Jericho and Sammy. So uh, that's going to be a fun show to see. Uh, we'll, It'll be much know. better than this show. So they're in Washington, D.C. next week, which is where AEW began. So um, on Dynamite, at least. Uh, then it's anniversary we, show, correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I would just like them to hurry up and wrap up this investigation. Uh, cause it's been four weeks. What the fuck are we doing still? Um, I don't know how long this shit goes, but what I will say is like, you know, seeing that like Tony Khan ring, uh, owns ring of honor. Like when is he ever going to conclude like the investigation for into bully Ray, bringing that, that fan backstage. Cause that's still ongoing. So, it might take longer than you than you expect. Man, um, then we got the ROH uh, World Title match: Chris Jericho versus Bandito, a match made for Rich Latta's heart and soul. Um, this match is awesome. <laughs> okay, so half the time I don't see when you zoom in. I are you when you get closer. I had looked down at my phone and you just I already know what's gonna happen. So go ahead. I'm getting out the way. I'm mute my mic. I'm mute my mic. Go ahead. I put up a post in February of this year, a clip that you folks may have seen once or twice, where I tell you to never count out Chris Jericho. Did I know 100 percent that I was going to be vindicated yes i did know that because i never count out chris jericho and the fact that so many of you people you peons that jump on twitter 
and urge this man to lay it down and retire. And you see him showing up month after month, feud after feud, being phenomenal, promo after promo, gimmick after gimmick, pay-per-view after pay-per-view, with one small misstep, I'll admit that. But he immediately got it back on television. What more does he have to prove when he's in there taking Bandito's 21-plex, when he's getting the, the moonsault suplex off the top rope? Chris fucking Jericho is a legitimate wrestler of the year contender, and I could not be happier because Chris Jericho has just passed his 32nd year in the business uh, yesterday, I believe. 32 years. He became, there were people, James, that were wondering if Chris Jericho would be able to take all the moves, right, from Bandito. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure that someone that became a main eventer in CMLL in 1993 would be able to take the moves and do the Lucha Libre. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he can do it still as he just authors feud after feud and then basically comes up with cool gimmick after cool gimmick to do. He's running through or he's planning to run through all the former ROH champions. Chris Jericho, bro, who's fucking with him? I I, I don't know. I don't know. This match was awesome. This was like, this was like, I talked about earlier in the year. I was like, yo, this is like the Jericho that started in 1996. And this is the culmination of it. And here it was Jericho fighting a Mexican with, <laughs> and, and basically, you know, doing it the, 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 you know, the way he used to fight against Ultimo dragon and psychosis and Ray Mysterio jr. And what is it here? He's wrestling against bandito. It looks at home. It looks familiar. I don't know when he's going to lay it down. Quite frankly, I don't care. Chris Jericho's given us more than enough. But before he does lay it down, you motherfuckers are going to appreciate Chris Jericho if it's the last thing I accomplished on this damn show. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Chris fucking Jericho. And Bandito was phenomenal. Sign that man. That's that's, that's why I take it off mute. Bandito, look, um, it's one of the worst kept secrets that this dude's fucking awesome. And, like, he's awesome in that way that we're like, yes, he does all of, you know, the 21 plaques. He does the, um, uh, well, I forgot what his knee is called, but it's like a, it's like a variation of a, um, of a go to sleep that he does. Yes. Um, the, you know, obviously, he's like, yeah, the, yeah, like the moonsaults plex or whatever else, like, he does a ton. He does tons of stuff, right? But like, it's been a terrible secret. There's like, for like the last four years, he's been fucking awesome, um, at, at different spots. And like, you know, he was in Ring of Honor, and he was in Ring of Honor. He was having really good matches too, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, the dude is so crazy talented, and he's also like one of those dudes. Like when I think of Cesaro, or I think of Tyler Bate, where it's just like. Regardless of what you feel about what you like out of pro wrestling, there is just a visceral, 
like the light of somebody being strong as fuck in pro wrestling. Like when you are a certain size and you are lifting people or doing feats of strength or whatever else in pro wrestling, it never doesn't fucking work. Have you seen somebody, whether it's, Le- whether it's Lex Luger, you know, hold, the you British know, Bulldog, British Bulldog doing a military press with Shawn Michaels, Goldberg doing, um, you know, like the military press, uh, spine buster, like the airplane spin that Bate did to Walter back when Walter was 300 pounds, the, you know, Cesaro body slamming fucking a big show at, at WrestleMania 30 in the, in the first Andre in, in launch position over the top rope, Hogan, Andre with that shitty looking body slam. It always works. Somebody being strong as fuck com- doing, completing a, uh, a feat of strength. It always works. Always. And like when you have the quote unquote strong man in, in the ring and they're like as talented as Mandito, it's just a different feeling in like, Jericho let that dude do all his spots in what do you know? He got over like crazy. He came in. A lot of people did not know who he was, obviously, because of obviously, you know, he's hasn't had much pro high profile stuff outside of Ring of Honor in America. Like, but you know, me and you were, you know, in this early at, arrivers. Yeah, 2019, Washington versus Osprey at the um at the um Russell Russell Memorial Show. 2018, the first time I saw him, 2018 WrestleMania Weekend in New Orleans. That was a show that you missed. It was him and Flamita. Flamita, yep. You told me I did. They were throwing money in the ring, right? They were throwing money in the ring. That was the first time I ever saw Bandino. I I ended up missing that because I was so tired. Which saying, let you know how tired I was. (laughs) I didn't stamp it closely to watch that shit. It was Ray Phoenix and Ray Horse, I believe, against Bandino and Flamita. And it was like, out of this world, five stars, like one of the best matches I've ever seen in person. Like, um, and it's been a long time. Like, and you think about Bandito, and he's as much in this company's DNA as anybody. That man was in the main event of All In. He took the pinfall in the main event of All In. Right. So, like, he should have been here. And yeah. I hope that he ends up there or whatever. But it's like, it was just a phenomenal match uh, yep. from both sides. And it was just like Jericho didn't have to do that. Like, nope. He could have. Absolutely not. Like completely like just, all right, we'll go so, 10 minutes and get him out of here. Juice effect. Fuck him. Check like, this out. So you just said 50. You just said uh, 32 years, right? 32 years is biz for Jericho. Yep. You know what year it was for, for Flair at 32? 32 years in the business. Um, that would be like 1994? No, 2004. No, excuse me, 2004. Excuse me. 2004. Do you think Ric Flair... Now, keep in mind, Ric Flair was still fucking good in 2004. I'm not... But as far... But, like... He's not taking... He's not taking the 21 plex on his fucking dome piece on the back of his neck. He's not... Like, he's not... He's not going to sign up for the moon salting... Uh, for the... Uh, for the... Uh, whatever Rick Steiner called it off top rope. Uh, or Scott Steiner called it. Like, the moon salt uh, plex thing. Like, he's not going for that. Like, he gave that man a lot for a dude that is in his 50s. A dude that has done a... Has done a lot of, you know, wild shit throughout the years or whatever else. And, like... I think it's just a testament to like 
the the shape that Jericho has got got himself into at, at, at the end of last year slash beginning of this year when he showed up and him and Hager were like just just like just totally different people transforming their bodies and like. This is a renaissance. Thanks to, you know, obviously, uh, you know, he had a health thing or whatever else. And they told me he had to hold, lose a whole bunch of weight. But, like, he just, and, like, it looked bad at the end of the last year. Where, like, it was like he may have been wrapping up. And, like, you know, he made a joke about founding youth. But, like, this thing has, like, this thing has birthed him, you know, a second, you know, uh, I can't say second. That'd be a, whatever number this would be. Like, another, like, great run of him. Because he's had at this point, like half a dozen, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's amazing. And like, you know, Bandito, like with Bandito and Dragon Lee a few weeks ago and uh, Roosh coming bro, in. This Look, is the bro, most talented it. Lucha ro- roster since the WCW Cruiserweights. And Dude. like, I think there's a higher level here than the Cruiserweights had. Because they're allowed to do more. Yeah. Like, can you, can you imagine like what they would have reacted with if like they had told if, if like if they had seen some of the stuff that like Phoenix does now and they'd be like, nah, you can't do that. Nah, nah. Like you, you just you, you only do stuff Ray can do. That's as far as we going. But you but like anyway, like they are just I, I love it. I love like at like these dudes that we know are out fucking incredible, but they're work. They're working Mexican Indies. The Benitos worked a shit ton of Mexican Indies over the years, um, and like, come on in, let's do your thing. And it's like, it's one thing where like you're in person, and you've seen them have these matches. One thing when you like see the gifts, like the crazy shit that like Vikingo does every weekend. But it's another thing where it's like they're in, they're actually in the building, and like they're in there with a, a actual, you know, a legend, and the legend saying, "Go nuts, kid." Like, you know, we hear about that stuff. Like, uh, I remember you telling me about, um, when there was a documentary about, uh, Seth Rollins about how he had the any match with, uh, AJ Styles. He was mm-hmm. like, that, that match, like, changed the trajectory of his confidence and all that kind of stuff that he could be able to do, get in there with someone that level and, like, be able to do so many things. And it's like, Bandito's already one of the best wrestlers in the world, but, like, now, who knows what. And, like, he's somebody that, like, has been so so under the radar for so long, regardless of how good he is, that it's, like, even, you know. He's set up to make so much fucking money. Like, bro, like, when you think about whatever his contract situation will be, whenever someone starts selling those fucking bandito masks, the fucking bandit shit, like, the fucking hats, like, if they ever send him and Hangman Page out there together, like, Mm. as as both, like, that shit would be, that shit would go off. I didn't even think about that, yeah. Like, man, I... I hope TK gets his name on the dotted line. Um, so, yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. happy for him because, like, dudes now, like, I bet he, I bet he feels like he's on cloud twenty just like, <laughs> after that one. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, that it was a really cool, cool way to end the show. Um, and I guess that'll end One Nation Radio this week as well. So, yeah, um, yeah man, make sure uh, you guys are downloading from the One Nation Radio feed um, if you can. That helps support the show. We're trying to get those download numbers up. And uh, if you guys want to do it on both feeds, we appreciate that. Um, and that uh, my JYD column that dropped. Uh, I think it was last Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that thing is gone all around Twitter, up and down. Saw a lot of people showing love on it. If you haven't seen it yet, 
Make sure you check it out on voiceofwrestling.com. It's basically the case for Junkyard Dog going to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. Uh, probably one of my most proud things I've ever written. Uh, really wanted to uh, just look at it from, you know, I, I didn't write it intending to, co- to cross every uh, dollar drawn or every, you know, to look at every single, like, you know, record book that he ho- that he's, you know, in charge of. It was just kind of like, you know, like a historical kind of overview of why he's important and why people may be missing why he's important and thinking about like, what do we really value as historical significance? And if it's, you know, after you read it and, or listen to it, I believe there's audio version up as well. Uh, I played it actually in the beginning of this stream. Um, It is a standalone file on the uh, social suplex YouTube page as well. It's like, I, I don't see how you could read that and then be like, you know what? Nah, like, or at least be like, I don't see what you're talking about. Like, you, you can disagree. You can be like, yeah, I still wouldn't vote for him in the Hall of Fame. But I, I get what you're saying. Like, I feel like the 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 bridge can at least be extended that far or the branch <laughs> can be extended that far. Yeah. And I'll be sure to uh, link to um, the YouTube um, video of it um, in the show notes or description. So, um, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Be sure to raise on app you're using to listen to this with. Um, if you are watching the stream, um, click on the link to the PayPal, to the cash app. Uh, if you are, um, listening from the podcast, go to our show notes or description and, uh, you will find, uh, the link to our donations. Um, and be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Man Watches Shit, 8-Bit Suplex, The Grave Consequences Podcast, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, Get In The Ring, Meet The Press Slam, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. R.I.P. to Antonio Inoki.